down to business. I got my wild cherry diet Pepsi, and uh, I got my blackjack gum here, and I got that feeling. Mm. Yeah, that familiar feeling that something rank is going down out there. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you, I make you laugh, I'm here to fucking amuse you. How the fuck am I funny? What the fuck is so funny about me? Tell me. Tell me what's funny. Coast, we get together, have a few laughs. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. You ever seen a grown man naked? Anybody move, I'll blow your fucking head off. And the medic gets out and says, Oh my god. I'm your huckleberry. My advice to you is to start drinking heavily. Put that coffee down. Well, then this calls for the old Billy Barul. That's a huge bitch! The royal penis is clean, your highness. Hey, where are the white women at? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. It's over, Johnny. It's over! Machine head by Bush there. After the soundtrack. There you go. Let's play a little bit of the soundtrack before the show. What is going on, everybody? How's everybody doing? Ah, joining me on THT Movie Review tonight, I have Anthony. What's going on, man? What's going on, bro? Not much. And we are joined by Bobby Anthem. Yes, sir. Now, <laughs> I, I want to start. I want to start with this. Oh, really, really quick, guys. Okay. Uh, I, I've been working to kind of curb my profanity a little bit. I really have been making kind of an effort. Um, my, my kids have noticed, you know, that I've been cleaning up my language. Uh-huh. With that being, with that being said, I have to say, fuck you, Anthony, for Hi. inviting me <laughs> to do this. Very disturbing movie. <laughs> well, honestly, Bobby, there was a method to my madness. First off, you're a friend of the show. Always welcome. But you have daughters, and I figured, I like, what, be- what better movie? What movie would speak to you 
And you would have. Oh, I feel like you. I feel like you would have a lot of input on this subject. Oh man, it speaks to me <laughs> as a father of three teenage daughters. It speaks very loudly. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm sure it did. Now, luckily, this is just a movie. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, no reason to get actually <laughs> upset. Just a movie. We're you know, just a movie. Just a movie. Just a movie. Um, I got to remind myself. <laughs> yeah. And uh, obviously, those who are in the chat know the movie we're doing. We are doing Fear from 1996. Uh, let me just say, this is the most 1996 soundtrack in the world. <laughs> yes. All right. Two songs. Count them. Two songs by Bush. Made it on this soundtrack. We got Come Down and Machine Head. Um, Marky Mark even came back to do a song called The Illest for this, yeah. for yeah. this. Um, and of course I, I can't get through a, a, a fucking, you know, a movie about Marky Mark, Mark Wahlberg without playing Good Vibrations. So I also played some Good Marky Vibrations. Mark and the yes. Bunch. Yeah. Ironically enough, I guess this movie won't give us good vibrations, but I like that song. I don't care what nobody say. <laughs> it's a feel good song, man. That's what it's supposed to be. I'll tell you what, man. It was a huge fucking hit at the time, man. It really yeah. was. It, it, it definitely kickstarted his fucking career. I'll tell you that. Now, I got to ask, uh, cause Bobby, you're the resident hip hop head like myself. Mm-hmm. What did you think of, uh, Mark Wahlberg's, uh, rap career? You know, uh, I'll say it like this. Honestly, that song and his modeling career are what hurt him the most. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I say the modeling career because he was he was um, he was seen as just a pretty boy. You know, just posing in his underwear. An underwear, and, model, uh, exactly. You know, so I mean. Yeah, for one reason or another, you know, that doesn't or at least in in, in that particular time in hip hop that didn't really garner you a, a whole lot of respect. Um I mean maybe maybe a little unfairly, but you know, whatever. Um but as far as that particular song, uh, Good Vibrations, it just it was it was a feel good song, you know? I mean it was it, 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 that song served a certain purpose. You yes. know, it was supposed to reach a certain group. Now he himself, he wanted to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to do a more gritty style, which you heard on the, on that song, the illest. Right. You know, right. that was a style he wanted to do. But since the first thing he came out with being an underwear model was that good vibration song, that's kind of why a lot of people didn't take him seriously because honestly, he wasn't. I mean, he wasn't the greatest lyricist in the world, but he had love for hip hop and, you know, he had a, he was confident in his flow and he wasn't bad. Honestly, he wasn't the greatest. I'm not saying he was the greatest, but he, I wouldn't say that he was the worst, you know? So his, his, his hip hop career was unfortunate. I'll say that. <laughs> I, I will say about Mark Wahlberg, he fought very hard to get out of the shadow of his, you know, let's face it, at the time, more popular brother Donnie, who was in New Kids on the Block, he fought hard to be the the more popular one, and he made it for a while. And, I mean, he still is. I mean, he's done a ton yeah. more movies than Donnie Wahlberg. Donnie Wahlberg right now, I mean, obviously he's been on Blue Bloods for the last, goddamn, eight years. So, you know, that's pretty fucking successful right there, but... Yeah. 
Mark Wahlberg fought pretty fucking hard to, uh, you know, he, he obviously he's one of those guys that was with, you know, uh, Affleck and uh, Matt Damon. They're all Boston boys. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I believe they came up together kind of trying to get in the in, in the business, right? I, I don't know. I don't know either, but I know they're all tied together in some way, somehow. But I don't know, man. I mean, I'm I'm a fan of Mark Wahlberg. I like his work. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, let's go ahead and go through some of the cast. Mark Wahlberg, obviously, in this movie. I don't think we really need to go through his credits. There are too many. I have to be honest yes. with you. There are yeah. too yes. it, many. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy is in every fucking, what, four, f- three to four movies a year, I would say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he stays busy. Yeah. Not, not lately, not lately. He's actually, looks like he's taking a little bit of a, not a little break, but he's not doing as many movies as he was. I mean, you know, I mean, let here, 2013, one, two, three, four, five movies. Uh, Jesus Christ, this guy, you know, and these are just movies. Oh, all right. This is just producer. I haven't even got to actor yet. Jesus Christ. And they've got the Wahlburger show going on. They've got, I mean, geez, uh, he was in so many movies. I'm not going through this. You guys know Mark Wahlberg movies. If you really, really want to fucking look them up, go to IMDb. That's where I'm at. Yes. That's where I am. I'm not, I'm not yeah. going through all these. Yes, and he's a. I mean, honestly, he's an underrated badass, in my opinion. One of my favorite movies of his is uh, Four Brothers, which we have to get to on the show at some point. Great movie, and I'll tell you what, he's got a new television show out. Not new; it's it's only one season old. Uh, Shooter with Ryan Felipe, and uh, what's his name? Jesus Christ, Omar Epps is in it also. It's a really good show. I like it. I I know I'm weird. I like guns and shit. Right there already. Yeah, Ryan Felipe, and he's in it. And um, there's there's plenty more people in 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 that show that I'm completely missing. But it's a really good show. I believe it actually just started back up. I believe it's on the season two, episode one. Might have happened this week, last week. You know, you know what I mean. But uh, yeah, I mean, tons of fucking movies, and you know. Jesus Christ. Like I said, Mark Wahlberg, his IMDb speaks for itself. Uh, 28 producing credits. Let me see here. 64 acting credits. He's got soundtracks. He's been in 30 different credits, whether it's, you know, something to do with all kinds of shit. This fucking guy, man, he's a he's a workaholic. Yeah, got to respect him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and kudos to him for like uh, diversifying his portfolio. I mean, say what you want about that, you know, the modeling, but to go for modeling or rapping, clearly the guy's multifaceted. It's nice to see somebody had that, you know, level of different interests, and, ex- and, and, and to an extent, excel and excel in each category. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Man, favorite Wahlberg movie? I don't favorite Mark Wahlberg. I'll tell you what, Basketball Diaries. I would say. Mm. Him, Leonardo DiCaprio, that's a fucking yeah. movie right there, man. I now, love let me ask you that the, movie. What? I'm sorry to cut you off. Bob. No, let me no, ask you fine. something. I can ask, I'll throw this to Bobby, too. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about the pretty boy image, and it was hard for him to kind of break that. 
what movie do you think he, where he with what movie do you think uh he crossed the threshold like people start to take him seriously as like more than just a pretty boy type go ahead bobby you can take that one mm-hmm. uh i don't know you know this it's, it's really hard for me to say um I I don't as I remember because I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about this, but as I remember, it didn't really take people that long to take his acting seriously. I mean, he did have a little bit to to get over because you know he was still he was still catching some ridicule over that song, and and people were still looking at him as that underwear model. But um, you know, I, it's it's hard for me to say. Um, I know that uh. I was impressed with Four Brothers. I was very impressed. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, it's, it's hard for me to say. Really? Yeah, it, it's hard for me to say which movie was the one where people really started to see him as something more than just a flash-in-the-pan underwear model. It's hard for me to say. I I got to tell you, I, I mean, I, I think if, if, if we're picking movies that did that, I'm going to say Boogie Nights. Oh fuck, Boogie Nights! <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say Boogie Nights was the move was the one movie where people were like, "Holy shit, look at that!" Fucking, there's Mark Wahlberg, and I think that was the movie that really. I'm not gonna say that really made people, you know, love him or it made his career take off, but I think that was the movie where people were like, "You know what? This guy's fucking really got something." Totally it, forgot. It made a statement. Mm-hmm. It's an Ooh, excellent it movie, statement, man. man. They had a okay. had a hell of a cast. He did it. He did a hell of a job. Yes, yeah, that movie. Yeah, definitely. All right. Now he, now, he was surrounded by some heavy hitters. Yeah, and I guess we're gonna have to talk about at least a few of them. All right. So some of the movies I liked from him. I'm gonna go ahead and go through a few of these here. We have the big hit. You remember that movie? Him, Bokeem Woodbine, Lou Diamond Phillips. That sounds familiar. Um, that was not a very popular movie for him. It was really. Not. I like the movie. It's a little bit uh, underrated, but uh, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely yeah. a good movie. The Corrupter, him and uh, Chow Young Fat. Anyone? Okay, Anyone? I remember um, that. I haven't seen it though. Three Kings, him and Ice Cube. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, there we go. Love that one. Perfect Storm, uh, Planet of the Apes. The f- he was in. Uh, all right, we can skip that. Uh. <laughs> we can skip that. Rockstar. 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 Him and uh, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, I, I saw like bits and pieces, but I haven't seen enough of a comedy. It's a good movie. He he goes from like this, you know. He it, it just kind of goes through the whole, you know, rock star thing. He 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 accidentally becomes a leader of this, uh, the lead singer of this huge rock band. Uh, he gets pulled out of the crowd, becomes the lead singer. Him and Jennifer Aniston go through the whole rock and roll thing. He ends up walking away, and in the end, it's a big fucking love story, blah, blah, blah. Good movie, though. Decent movie. Decent movie. I mean, for me, I don't, I don't want to speak for you guys. Mark Wahlberg has always worked best for me when he's, like, playing a sarcastic badass role. Yeah. Similar to Poor Brothers. Yeah, definitely. 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 And he's done a few of the Transformers movies, which don't hold that against him. He, 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 he's got kids, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. 
And, and he's Slater Hollywood, I guess. Yeah, and this this Daddy's Home series is doing pretty yeah, fucking yeah. good for him. So good yeah, for he's him. been doing some comedies, and he's been doing a hell of a job with that. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. Uh, you know what? Let's go ahead and get into Reese Witherspoon. That's how she says it. I don't know why she says Witherspoon. <laughs> uh, Reese Witherspoon. But uh, mm, mm, mm. now. Real quick, in this movie, when she did this movie, she may be playing a 16-year-old. She's 20 years old in this movie. Right. So, don't feel creepy. Right. <laughs> so in, other words, she's, in other words, she's too uh, too old for Lawler. She's too old for Lawler <laughs> and Rob Feinstein, but she's just right for the rest of us. Oh, she has the wrong genitalia for right. Feinstein. Oh, she has the wrong yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, she, she, she can strap one on. Um... um uh. I'll, t- I'll tell you what the funny part is. Her uh, her father is uh, her, his real name is Doctor John Draper, uh, <laughs> and I Doctor John Draper Witherspoon, <laughs> senior. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, and I'm not bullshitting. The, most of the chat room just got that joke. <laughs> oh <laughs> so, shit! He yeah, started no, off on a good note. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Now Reese Witherspoon has done a bunch of fucking movies not a lot of really wow great movies uh but she's done movies like you know the legally blonde series she did uh walk the line she was june carter did anyone see that walk the line the johnny cash uh, yeah I was years ago i mean it, it wasn't bad but you know i mean i did like the legally blonde series because i like i'm into dumb comedies but i'll be honest like reach with a spoon Attractive woman, nice mm-hmm. to look at, but she she does like a lot of films that I'm really not like a lot of love stories, a lot of chick flicks, and honestly, unless you try to get laid, there's really no reason as a dude to watch most of her movies. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being honest. <laughs> she reaches uh, a certain demographic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either like Legally Blonde and stuff like that. She's trying to reach the you know the the chicks, which is fine. That's that's that that's not a problem. Uh, but or, walk the line, though. I'm gonna have to see that one. I, you know, I am a, I do like Johnny Cash, so it's, I do. That's too. One of them I'm gonna have to see. Yeah, I yeah, never saw that one either, man. And I really, yeah, I really want to. I actually, I, I really want to see that. I also want to see the, uh, the one that with, um, what's his name, the guy that's in all the Will Smith movies with him. That's kind of a. Jesus Christ, the one that's in not Will Smith, Will Ferrell movies. Oh. With him. He did the uh the 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 singing movie where he was kind of the Johnny Cash character. Oh, Walk Hard. Walk Hard. I want to see that. Oh, too. yeah, I know you talk about um yeah. uh, uh the dude from Step Brothers. Yeah. Uh, yes, exactly. Jesse Riley? Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank look, you, Bobby. Look, th- this yeah, is yeah. why you guys are here because I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> this is why you guys are here. I'm drinking. I'm fucking stoned. This is what you guys are doing here, guys. <laughs> now I did see Walk Hard. That's worth seeing. You should check that out. If you just if you just want to if you just want to just a dumb mindless laugh, go ahead and, and check that one out. Well, Step Brothers also awesome. Well, well tomorrow's Step Father's Brothers. Day, so love that movie. Tomorrow's Father's Day, so maybe I'll have time to just turn off my brain. By the way, Bobby, Happy Father's Day. Oh, thank you, sir. Happy you, Father's Day to you. Thank you. Happy yes. Father's Day to all the dads out there, by the way. 
And uh, if you're on social media, I would recommend getting off fathers because you want to have a lot of uh, bitter single mothers posting up and down your timelines about how they are mommy and daddy. Hashtag right. don't need no fucking man. Yep. <laughs> I do it all. I wear the pants and the panties in the family. Hashtag strong woman. <laughs> Hashtag penis free. <laughs> All right, that was pushing it. I'm sorry. I hope that's not a hashtag, is it? Because that could be taken. <laughs> it, 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 I'm sure somebody yeah. has. I'm, I'm not. Yeah. yeah. If yeah, we're not, we're a lot of folks tonight. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if not, start that shit, y'all. Fuck yeah. Fucking start some penis-free <laughs> hashtags. I know somebody who might. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna check with her after the show. <laughs> oh Jesus! All right, let's go ahead and go on. Oh. I mean, I. Do you guys got any more to say about Reese Witherspoon? Obviously I not. I woman. Let's move on to uh William. Woo. William Peterson? Is that what we're moving on to? I don't know. Fuck him right now. What? Uh, we, we got the, we got to mention the greatness of Alyssa Milano. Oh my Okay, goodness. we can go to Alyssa Milano and she in this movie yeah. plays a celata. Now let, me, now, let me ask you something, guys. Yeah. You guys came up in the 80s when she was introduced yes. to the world with Who's the Boss. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you, to whatever you, you're about to say. Yes. Were you guys, were, were you guys living through some fantasies? Were you guys <laughs> like, yeah, Who's the Boss indeed when you saw her in this movie? <laughs> she was she was cute in Who's the Boss. She was even cuter in, uh, you know, Commando. She was so young in Commando. She was, let me see, I think she was 1971, so she would have been about, uh, yeah, 14, 15 in that movie. Wow, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was in the, that was right, that was the year after Who's the Boss started, she got that role. Oh, okay, yeah, man, so. she was, she was always a cutie. Like, she was always at the top of my list. Yeah, charmed is when you didn't feel creepy that she was so hot. <laughs> I didn't feel creepy back then, man. She's older than us, man. Well, she <laughs> so. was, like I said, born in 1971, so not that much older than us. I yeah. mean, you know. Yeah, plus, yeah, y'all, y'all would have been in the same age bracket, so it's not, it's not creepy when you talk about people in your age bracket. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. Right. But, uh, yeah, man, she, uh, she yeah. plays really slutty in this movie, and she does it well. Yes. She does it well. She definitely does it well. But, uh, yeah, fucking definitely, oof, she was, yeah. it was, it was good she was in this fucking movie. I'm really oh, glad. Oh, yes. Yes, I, I can't wait because yeah. we will break down that scene like a motherfucker a little later with Alyssa Milano. Yes, <laughs> closed doors. Yes, yes, we will. Um, and I gotta say, I completely forgot she was in this movie. Completely. So disappoint you, box. How can you forget that level of sluttiness? <laughs> Dude, this movie, I. I don't even remember when or where I watched this movie first. I just know I'd seen it, but I I don't know. I don't know. Meanwhile, I'm glad I got to see it now and wow. Wow, was she a fucking dirty whore in this movie? So, <laughs> well, let me ask you, Box. I know you're a gun nut. Does her does re- revisiting this movie make you forgive her a little bit for being such a gun nut? You mean it? First of all, an anti-gun nut. <clears throat> and um 
Look, as long as she keeps posting breastfeeding pictures, I'm fine. Let's just, you know, that's fine. But I, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. Look, box titties make everything feel, but everything better. Everything. If, if, (laughs) if I stopped watching movies because of people's political views, there probably wouldn't be very many movies for me to watch. Yes. You know, because. Especially now in this climate nowadays with these, you know, everyone's either far left or far right. There's no in between. There's no common ground. So, yes. you know, I mean, exactly. Like Danny the prank call, uh, I'm not even going to call her. D- Danny is saying, uh, <laughs> is, uh, you know, saying Robert De Niro. All right. I. Yes. I'm bad motherfucker. Uh, shout out to Robert De Niro. <laughs> that was a bad ass. Uh, I'm indifferent on that one, man. That's that. <laughs> you see, this is where Hollywood needs to shut the fuck up. These people are out there. No, but box. We will not bad mouth De Niro. I will not bad mouth De Niro. <laughs> but okay, I'm I, I'm gonna bad mouth Hollywood. These people don't understand something. Employment is up. The economy is up. Things are actually doing well. These people are fucking rich beyond belief. Everyone has to remember this. The people that are cheering for these people, like, listen, like, you know what? Let's take Bill, who's his name? Bill Maher, who's out there praying for a fucking recession. He's worth a hundred million dollars. I just want you to know that. You know that, right? He's shit. I believe yeah. he can afford to hit a recession. When, but I mean, when you got someone like De Niro coming out there and saying that Hollywood has no right being in politics, in my opinion, I really feel that they don't. There's, you know what? Have your opinion, but I don't feel you should be trying to sway the public who is working fucking harder than ever to to actually pay money to watch your movies when you're making, you know. What's the average salary out there? You think forty forty thousand a year, forty forty five? Honestly, about about forty fifty. 40, okay, 50 and they're making twenty times that per movie. Yeah, you know, I, I I just don't like people that are fucking rich beyond belief, have no worries, no care in the world, telling me how to think or who I should or who I should vote for. That's all. I'm not going to trash De Niro. He's an old fuddy duddy, just like Vince McMahon. <laughs> but, but you know, Hollywood might want to just fuck fuck off. Is all I'm saying. I know I'm probably not going to, you know, that's not going to gain me any points. But I, I just think Hollywood should stick with acting, and yes. you know, and you know, politicians should stick with politics and. Yeah. I don't know, man. Church and state, yeah. Movies and politics. I, I believe there should be the same separation. But, eh, you know, there was my little rant. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll hop off my soapbox now. There we go. I'm off of it. And uh, take a sip of beer. That'll calm me down. Oh, I got to get another beer. <laughs> well, all I know is I'm, I'm not here to, uh, I'm not here to discuss anything political. I'm here to talk about this extremely disturbing movie there we go see i'm glad look at that see i got to just i got to say my piece and now everyone we're gonna move on all right all right 
all right, come on, that's movie shit, you know? But, uh, yeah. the other actress, actress in this movie we'll go ahead and talk about is Amy Brenneman, who, yes, Anthony, this is the NYPD Blue reference. Yes, sir. She was in 24 episodes of NYPD Blue. She started off in the first season of NYPD Blue, made it all the way through the first season and uh, did two episodes in the second season. And uh, that was it for her. But definitely, of course, as usual, there's an NYPD Blue reference. Ties in everywhere, people. Ties in everywhere, goddammit. So there she is. And uh, like me and Anthony were talking before the show, she was in private practice, and she was also in Heat. She was, yeah, she was De Niro's girl- girlfriend today. She was De Niro's girlfriend. It's funny. Look how we just tied that motherfucker in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was that was yeah. accidental, folks. <laughs> See, box. This is why they should love. They should tune in every week when we do a show. You know why? We're like a variety show. Give them a little bit of everything. Yeah, brands, politics, gun talk, tit talk. Nowhere else can you get this kind of a. Uh, entertainment oh don't worry there's tit talk coming up uh um, oh yes yeah and the last person i want to get into in this movie is william peterson uh my god this guy csi 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 uh young guns too young yes. guns too he was in young guns too i don't know if you remember that but he played pat garrett don't remember yeah i remember okay. um Started out as a football player, then made the transition into acting and became a pretty damn good actor. He was a football player? Yeah. No. Yeah. This guy. Yeah, he's pretty jacked up, dude. Okay. I guess I just know him as Grissom. <laughs> pretty much. He's he's Grissom from CSI. He's like, I, I never thought I thought of him as a big football player, football guy. Remember, remember Box, not everybody, not, not all heroes wear capes. Ah, not all heroes wear capes. That's right. That's right. All right. Good. But yeah, like I said, my, the, the, probably my favorite part of his is from Young Guns 2. But he's been in a ton of fucking other movies, and definitely, like I said, if you've ever watched CSI, the original CSI, he was there from the beginning. Yes, he was. So, but he's been in a bunch of other movies. Um, let's see here. What are we looking at here? Some other movies I've seen. Oh, Mohan Falls. You ever seen that movie? Uh, was Nolte in it? Nick Nolte. Yep, yep. And he was in the Rat Pack. This guy. Oh, wow. Seriously? Nice. Mm-hmm. I forgot he played Kennedy in the Rat Pack movie. Oh, wow. Oh, you're talking about the movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, the movie. <laughs> the movie, the Rat Pack. Yeah, that's yeah. that's one I actually do want to get to. One of, that was a really yeah. fucking good movie. Ray yes. Liotta, right? Yeah. Ray Liotta, Joe Montaigne. Yeah. Uh, oh, my, my boy, Don Cheadle. Uh, Don Cheadle. I love Don Cheadle yeah. in that movie. Yeah, he's, he's, he's seriously underrated, man. Like, he he deserves more credit yeah. than he gets. Seriously underrated actor. I don't know why. I, I agree with you, dude. He should get way more fucking credit. Yes, and another guy uh, that we mentioned earlier. I, I want to show him some love. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine. I Look like that guy name. up, folks. Very, very tremendously talented actor. Oh, we've both put him over on this show before. I like Bokeem. I mentioned him earlier from the big hit. So yeah, he's and he, Jesus Christ, another movie he's in that I love. Uh, well, what is that? Three Thousand Miles to Graceland. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. two of my favorite movies of his, uh, 
Strapped. I think that was his first one. Strapped. Yeah. At the uh, Dead Presidents. Dead yes. Presidents. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Very depressing movie, but you know, yeah. Hughes Brothers. They are. Yeah. They yeah. like to make those uh, kind of yeah. depressing movies. Yeah. And uh, speaking of depressing, another one, uh, Jason's Lyric. That was uh, played a depressing role in that, but good performance. Yeah. See, I haven't seen that. I've never seen that one. Think you would like that? Uh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give it a try. There are a lot of movies that I tried that I kind of stayed away from, but you know, I'll, I'll I'll check it out. I'll check it out. All right. Well, guys, I think it's time to actually get into the actual movie and uh, start this shit going here. Yes, sir. I don't have that many clips. Really only have 12 clips. I'm kind of trying to keep it a little lighter on the clips lately. Okay. But um, there is, I mean, there's a lot of visual scenes to this movie. Obviously, this is sort of a, we really haven't done kind of a thriller like this anyway. I mean, even on Halloween, we did a, we did a comedy, you know, we, we did Scream. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I just think that this is sort of a, IMDb lists this as a drama thriller. I would kind of call this like a coming of age thriller. Yeah. More than anything. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. Yeah. Now this is a really, really, this movie turns from happy go lucky to creepy pretty quick. There's a few little turning moments. Um, and you know, it was funny. I was looking through this movie and I'm, <clears throat> I'm watching a TV show right now, Flashpoint. It's in Canada, and I'm wa- I'm looking through the movie, and I'm like, some of this looks like it's in Canada. Yeah. I went to the filming location. Some of it is in Canada. So I was actually right. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm sorry. One of the things I did want to break up, uh, bring up off the bat, like I said, not the, I don't like to make things about race, but I really feel like this movie, like you said, it, it has a lot of twists and turns, and the mood goes from happy to like fucking uh tragic mm-hmm. real quick. Right. But this movie illustrates, at least to me, I don't want to speak for you guys, the difference between a black family and a white family. Like the white family like they would come on in, come on in. Black family's a little more discerning about how they handle things for the most part. A little more discerning. We ask a little more we ask a few more questions <laughs> before we welcome you in. Before you get a plate at the uh at the cookout. Before you get your plate, you got you got the. Uh, uh, Whoa, All right. Anthony, you're breaking up a little bit. You got a little too excited. You still there, Am Anthony? Got got a little too excited. Don't wave your arms around so much. You're not Italian. Are you? Get about it. Are you? All right. Anyway, all right. You good? I'm good. I actually do like good though. I need to look into that. Right, I was thinking, <laughs> just thinking that. <laughs> all right, anyway. Um, okay, first of all, one minute, 25 seconds, right after. Beginning of the movie, Reese Witherspoon in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a good way to start a movie. Best way to start a movie, Reese Witherspoon in a shower, smiling a little bit, enjoying her little shower. Everyone's enjoying it. This is a good way to 
to to make you go, I think this is the perfect movie for me to watch tonight. Yes. So yep. that's the yeah. Yeah. All aspiring directors. Find yourself a hot chick and no matter how bad your movie may be, how bad the script is, just uh put a few scenes in a uh, uh, her in the shower. Well, it's the classic. I don't know. A lot of people pay attention. It can work. It can work. It didn't work in that uh what was that? That uh what was that Pamela Anderson movie? Barbed wire. Well, that was shit. Well, every time she got in trouble, she would just take a shower. <laughs> I mean, it was a good part of the movie, but you know, not that great. But uh, anyway, uh, we see we see Mr. William Peterson here. He's running, so this is her father in the movie, uh, and we see the dog. Let's say hi to the dog. Hey, buddy. But uh, let's 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 remember the dog. Just we're yes. not going to bring him up a lot, but doggy. In the movie. Uh, and now we meet the mother, like I said, Amy Brenneman. And, uh, you know, you sort of see a little bit of the relationship between, you know, he, right here in the beginning, they already start with he's kind of like, you know, noticing she's wearing skirts too short. She being Reese Witherspoon, obviously, his daughter. Skirts are too short. And, you know, we already, we're kind of seeing where this movie is going all right away. Um, right away, a dad being a dad, though. Bobby, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh huh. I'm mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we've we've been we uh, you know the teenage girls. I've been late to some things because there's been some. You're gonna change those fucking clothes. <laughs> there's been some of those speeches. Yeah. I'll bet. I'll 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 bet you've had that speech a few fucking times, man. I can picture Bobby just being like, "Look, look, 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 girls. I, I don't feel like going to jail today. So y'all want to change that shit real quick? Don't y'all like to eat? I can't provide for y'all if I'm locked up. So do me a favor, get get changed. Change that is please. that's actually not far off from speeches that I've given to my <laughs> girls and some of their friends. Like I I will go to jail. I. I will go to jail. Like that will happen. So. Oh shit, man. <laughs> oh jeez. All right, and we also meet her little brother here, Toby. Toby, right? Yeah, Toby. I don't know, but hi, Toby. All right, so there we go. We meet, we have the whole little family met. So we see this. This movie doesn't have a huge cast in it. I don't know if anyone knows that. It's kind of a. This was probably a pretty low budget film i never really i didn't look at the budget i will while we're talking here but uh you know he's an architect william peterson uh peterson in this movie the father and that comes into play because you know he's going out of town a lot he's kind of getting all this stuff done and you know reese witherspoon 16 years old in this movie typical high school girl uh Alyssa milano Definitely not sixteen in this movie. Um, <laughs> it's hard to say her name without without a moan. Yeah, I know, I know. And in this movie, like I said, she is like super fucking slutty. But uh, you know, thank God, thank God for it. But they, you know, right now we start off there, and also Reese Witherspoon's friend Gary. We also meet Gary. They go into this little pool hall bar type place. And this is where Alyssa Milano sees some scuzzy, scuzzball kind of guy she likes. 
And Reese Witherspoon also sees Mark Wahlberg here. So this is the first time she sees him and he sees her and Alyssa Milano slutting it up, staring at some, like I said, scuzzball dude. I don't quite get chicks, but whatever. <laughs> he really Maybe it's the danger factor. He looks like the dude from Walking Dead a little bit, I guess. What was it? What was his name? Daryl or something? Yeah, I don't watch Walking Dead either. So there you go. Yeah, all of, none of us watch Walking Dead, I guess. No, I'll be honest. I don't. I don't watch it enough to really be able to comment. Yeah, I. Agree I don't. I, I don't. Um, one thing that I mentioned on this show before is that I don't go in for for the things that people say. Oh, you gotta watch this. No, I don't. Don't tell me what to do. Like <laughs> to this day, to this day, I haven't seen Titanic, and I probably never will. Um. I'm going to give you different advice. Don't bother. <laughs> Good enough for me. There you go. I'll I'll let you off the hook with that one. Uh, yes. First clip. But, uh, that was Daryl. Um, <laughs> there you go. Uh, first clip I'm going to play tonight is kind of just, I tried to play clips that sort of really tied into showing, you know, where her head, where Reese Witherspoon's head was at and how insane Mark Wahlberg started going throughout the movie. So I tried to pull out what I thought was the most important clips. This one is just, um, right after that little scene. It's Reese Witherspoon just lying there in a bathing suit talking to Alyssa Milano, but sort of a little bit of girl talk and kind of rounds out a little bit of this movie. And I'm going to go ahead and play that as the first clip. Let me double check. I'm sharing sounds with you two. Hopefully you can hear it. And here's the first clip. Here we go. God, I bet it'd be a rush. You wouldn't really do it. Why not? Oh, by the way, two girls just looking at Playboy here. Because that happens every day, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Girl, I don't know. Maybe girls do look at Playboy. I don't know. Yeah, that shit know. was faking in wrestling, bro. Uh, da- Danny, miss my life. Tell me if peop- if you girls actually have ever just looked at Playboy and been like, I would do it. I'd so do it. <laughs> All right, please let me know. I, I, yeah. If I, the answer is yes, we might have to get them on the line. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Bob, go back to the clip. <laughs> anyway, back to the clip. Back to the clip. Back to the clip. I mean, who wouldn't want millions of guys fantasizing about them? It's power. Nuts. What, it doesn't feel good to be wanted? Hey, what about Jason Fuller? He wants you bad. He doesn't want me. He just. I don't really know what he wants. Every time I go out with him, I kind of feel like I should be paid for babysitting. <laughs> Come with me tonight. There should be something going on down there. I told you I gotta do this family thing. Okay, I'm leaving now, you guys. There's food in the fridge and money in the counter, and if you need to reach me, I'll be at the St. Francis under Vince's name, okay? Okay, Mom. Be good. Love you. Who's Vince? Some old coot in San Francisco with a pup belly and a lot of dough. (laughs) He promised her a Mercedes, which means I get the rabbit. Don't you just love life? Nicole, your father's here to pick you up. Oh, yeah, life's just great. So there we go. 
I'm no way I'm going to play this whole little scene with her dad, but yeah. So there we go, right there. Um, by the way, it was a great shot of Alyssa Milano's boobs right there. If you just watch that scene, great little down shot there, just right down there. Yes. Anyway, yes. this this show may get a little pervy here and there. Don't worry about it. It's yes. Uh, yes. again, yes, they were they, they were both way above age. Yes, they are, and Alyssa Milano folks will be put over quite liberally on this show tonight. Just give you a heads up. Funny you said liberally. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Reese Witherspoon, her dad was there to pick her up. She jumps in the car with them. They're having one of those teenage daughter dad talks where it's sort of, you know, she's kind of being smart ass to him, and, you know, he's being dad material back. But uh move on a little bit from there. I'm not going to listen to the whole conversation. And she does have a bit of a problem um, with the, the girl in this movie playing her isn't really her mom. It's her stepmom. So that relationship's a little odd, too. So, um, I don't know. But again, thank God we have Reese Witherspoon in this movie. Um, but the reason I played this scene before it was when Alyssa Milano asked her to go to the club, she said no, but the dad had to leave for Vancouver to go do something, um, with, uh, the architect business and she didn't, she got pissed off because they were supposed to all go somewhere. And she got pissed off, called up Alyssa Milano, and she goes to the club. So there we go. We're tying it all in, right, guys? Yes. All right. So she does go to the club, and it's a weird – I mean, this is a fucking – it's a raging party. It's a fucking huge party at a nightclub. They show girls kissing. They show guys kissing. They show girls kissing guys, guys kissing girls. It's just one of those things. Everyone's just making out. It looks like a fucking rave. 1996 rave is what it looks like. Uh, it was just missing glow sticks. I don't know why, but it was. <laughs> hey, Box, did this bring back any memories for you from the, 90, uh, from the 90s? I don't remember anything from the fucking 90s, dude. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. But uh, as she's walking through the club... Alyssa Milano goes and talks to the guy. Uh, the guy's name is Logan, uh, that the scuzzy guy that she saw from the the bar earlier. She goes and just starts literally just like grinding on his dick. And by the way, Alyssa Milano in this movie really couldn't dance. I don't know if you noticed, but holy shit. That's why they only focused on her for like three seconds and were like, oh, God, move the camera. <laughs> She no dance moves. Very short skirt, but no dance moves. Uh, so, she, uh, Reese Witherspoon goes and stands up against a little, uh, I don't know, little pillar in the in the in the thing, and Mark Wahlberg comes creeping around the corner. Now I don't know how good you guys are gonna actually hear this, but I'm gonna go ahead and play this scene because this is the first creep out scene we get to. Right away, you can see this guy's a little fucked up. And I don't know how Mark Wahlberg did it, but even his eyes in this movie, he looks creepy as shit in this movie. Every time, you know, he comes around the corner and he's just kind of staring at her. But 
All right, let's listen to what I he says here. I think he's always been pretty good at, at the creepy eyes, though. So. Yeah, yeah, very true. Very true. So here we go. Let's get a little bit of this scene going. Miss My Life agrees with you, Bobby. He has creepy eyes anyway. So <laughs> here we go. Hi. You're not dancing. Right about there. Now you hear he's 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 kind of smooth and creepy and awkward at, in all kind of rolled into one. There, I you guys would agree with that. Yes. Yeah. 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 Playing it, playing it, playing it cool. I guess you could say. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah he here's is. The difference though, like you know, I'm sorry, I mean to cut you off. But I just no, want no. To make an observation that I got for the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was creepy, but. You know, look at him. Like, he's what most women would consider classically attractive. You know, so shit that the average dude, the average schmo on the street would get away with, he can get away with because, oh, he's pretty. You know, you know, oh, yeah. Jack, Jack dude, got the eyes. Women will forgive a lot of shit if they're attracted to you. Yeah, pretty buys you a lot. Male or female, pretty, you can get away with a whole lot of shit if you're pretty enough. That's just the truth. Yes. <laughs> you know? Male or female. Male or female, let's 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 be honest. There's really not a double standard when it comes to prettiness. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at the type of shit he got away with this move. Like, think about it. Shit that you or I or Bob would get locked up for in a heartbeat. He got away with a lot of shit before people say, "Yeah, he might be a little crazy." <laughs> we might <laughs> want to get him checked out. <laughs> well, right. Yeah. Yeah. True, but you know, I mean, come on. It's a movie, guys. Come on. But anyway. H- Hate you, pretty motherfuckers. But anyway, Jesus Christ. Anthony's going to fucking blow a gasket tonight in this movie. I mean, I know there's not a brother in the movie at all, but take it easy, man. There really isn't one black dude in this movie, is there? Holy shit. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about that to you. Thanks, Bob. I didn't even think about that to you. I'm looking through You're the right. cast. It occurred to me. I'm looking through the cast. I don't see one brother in it. No, uh, there's a guy named Rav, but he looks Indian, so I don't think. Yeah, it was the '90s, so I guess they like fucking gave enough. (laughs) Damn, y'all got fucked in this movie, didn't you, man? I'm thinking about making one with Alyssa Milano. Does that count? (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yeah. Coming soon to black.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. BET, BET presents fear. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> find out what, find out who the boss really is, and it's not Tony Dancer. <laughs> <laughs> 
and right after the remake, who's the boss, bitch? Okay. <laughs> oh God. Yes. A spinoff of oh. who's the motherfucking boss, bitch? Okay. <laughs> Bobby motherfucking anthem. Oh. Honestly, we need to have fucking Sam Jackson announce Bobby from now on. <laughs> come into the bedroom, Bobby motherfucking Shit, asshole. if I could Assume get the position, bitch. If I could get Sam Jackson, he'd be announcing my ass. I'll tell you that right I, now. I would give him all of my money to do that. To to <laughs> all of my money. Me too. Yes. Every 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 fucking thirty cents that's in my pocket, I would give that man. Oh, come on. Come on, Box. You, you can afford Sam. You're right. I got forty five cents, I think. Anyway. Uh <laughs> But I got two little kids. I'm broke. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> and I drink. Jesus Christ. <sighs> but anyway. Uh, now, right as the creepy Mark Wahlberg comes out, um, a fight breaks out. And, you know, the, the, the Logan dude is headbutting people and kicking their ass. And obviously Alyssa Milano is getting a little fucking wet from it. And, Mark Wahlberg finds a way up there, uh, up on the roof with Reese Witherspoon. And, you know, he helps her down off the roof of and everything and, you know, kind of played the hero for the night. You know, when Anthony was talking about heroes, all not all heroes wear capes and he was definitely the hero of the night there. You know, that's what I would call him at least. Because I mean, yeah. I was just gonna say, like, um, even like, like I said, even though he displayed like creepy behavior, because there's, there's honestly, there's different levels to this shit. Some people are just like socially awkward. So I'll be honest, when I first saw it, I just chalked it up to this dude being awkward. Right. And then I obviously, as the film went along, you got to see other character characteristics show that. So then you're like, yeah, he got a couple screws loose but when i initially saw it i'll be honest i just chalked it up to he's just socially awkward some people just don't work well in social situations yeah yeah that was a little bit of it but i mean you know later in the movie they bring up the childhood of mark of of the character in the movie and why i mean obviously you know I, I, he plays a character named david in this movie which i wasn't very happy with that it kind of gave all of us <laughs> david's a bad name well Hey. Well, I saw Deliverance as an adult, and I say it all the time, it didn't end well for Bobby. So, don't know if you guys have seen Deliverance, but... Uh, Yo, I'm avo- I'm avo- I haven't avoided it on purpose, but I've always heard that that was a fucked up movie. Is it really that bad? It's fucked up. <laughs> it is, yeah, that's a good way to describe it. Fucked up. <laughs> yeah. Pretty fucked up. I actually have not seen it either, but I've seen a few pieces of it, if that makes sense. You know what? I'll say this. Go ahead and see it, because it's one of those movies, it, it's it's so ingrained in everything. Everybody knows the, the, the banjos, when you hear the banjos run, you know? Everybody knows the dueling banjos. You hear that a lot in that movie. Um, there's a lot of shit that you hear from popular culture that you've been hearing your entire life, but you just might not have known that it came from there. Like, you know, you got a pretty mouth, (laughs) you know, that I knew came from that movie that I actually did know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'll just say that there was a character in in that movie named Bobby and, and I regret 
seeing that and uh, and <laughs> and uh I feel bad for what happened to Bobby <laughs> in that movie. That's all <laughs> I'll say. Go ahead and see the movie. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well that makes things a little <laughs> I won't be re- reviewing that movie. I won't be. I won't be <laughs> what are you trying to say, Bob? You won't be tagging in on that one? <laughs> I won't be tagging in. <laughs> uh-huh. There was uh-huh. some tagging in that movie, and, and oh. it had something to do with Bobby. <laughs> and that's what... <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. Well, let me ask you, like, real quick. Like, we can get back to the movie. Did you ever watch, like, Oz? I've seen some Oz. I've actually watched a few episodes of Eyes, and yeah, I didn't. I didn't follow the series. It was a good series, don't get me wrong. So yeah, but I yeah. saw it, but a couple scenes and that fucked me up. And I'm like, was it was it as bad as that? See, I don't. I didn't get that deep into Oz. I saw I saw a couple of episodes of Oz very early on. Mm-hmm. Um, right. so I've seen the whole thing. I, I can't really can't really give a good review of that. Yeah, I've seen the whole thing, and yeah, there were a few. I mean, let's just not fucking, you know, pull fucking rank here. I mean, th- th- there was a bunch of gay stuff in that show. But it was still a really good show. I mean, yeah. probably what really happened. I don't know if that really happens in prison, but. Sure it does. I'm sure it does, well, but. We'll find out, God willing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, exactly. But it was still a really good show. And, I mean, I've watched it more than more than one time straight through. You know? You're yeah. good man. I mean, I mean who who are we to, you know, you know, you like what you like. I mean, hell, we like Pulp Fiction, all of us. But it's still disturbing as fuck every time I watch it to see that scene with Ving Ving Rames. Yeah. Ving fucking yeah. Rames. Like he doesn't seem like the type that you would say, Oh yeah, I'ma have my way with no. He doesn't seem like it watch him like literally screaming out in pain like Jesus Christ. Nobody is above the law. <laughs> That's what that movie taught me. Nobody is above the law. Yeah, yeah. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. <laughs> I can uh, review. I can review that movie every week. <laughs> I, you know what? We could probably review it every week, and if we really watched it every week, we'd probably find something new every week to talk about. Yeah. Because that movie's so fucking packed with with shit. So, all right. So after the whole thing um uh you know the, the whole fight scene in the movie Alyssa, uh Reese Witherspoon's obviously worried about Alyssa Milano cuz she lost her in the in the fracas and she sees her and she's and Alyssa Milano's like later I'm going to get some dick uh she didn't actually say that but <laughs> it was implied you read between the lines I I I, I read between lines sometimes and that, that, that's what I did. And Mark Wahlberg ends up with Reese Witherspoon. And God, you want to talk about laying on some lines on her. I could not go without playing this scene right here. This sounds like the fucking, I mean, holy desperation. This guy is full of shit. Uh, he pulls up in his car. Now his car is a Chevy Corvair. These cars were before my time. Most of them. I don't know. Have you ever seen a Corvair, Bobby? Uh, I've I've never been enough of a car guy to to pay that much attention. Okay. All right. I I, I mean, I'm not a car guy. I like cars, though. 
but yeah, Chevy Corvair. It says Corvair all over the car. I'm not like the kind of. I mean, so it's not like I'm. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. it, yeah. when he's driving, trying to knock uh, Alyssa Milano off the road, you can see it says Corvair. Few scenes, it says Corvair on the car. I'm not. You know, like it's a Corvair. I can I see it. You, I can right. see it from the way the tail lights wrap around yeah, the, shape the, of the fender. Is, yeah, the tail lights wrap around the fender. It's not exactly like a Corvette, but it's just no, no, no. no. It says Corvair. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. So, all right. Let me play the uh this more creepy scene. But again, I tried to lock a lot of the you know really creepy scenes into this, and uh here we go. Isn't this the car they stopped making because it, I don't know, blows up or something? I guess that's why I got her. You saw her sitting there all alone, cold in the junkyard. No, it's not her fault I didn't put her together right. You just said that like you really meant it. I did. All right, so he kind of talks about his car a little bit, and then he uh, – I'm just going to take a little break from that part real fast. But then they, they're they still talking a little more on a bench, and it gets even more creepy. This guy is just – so all right, here we go. A little more, and here we go. Come on, Mouse. There we go. After my dad moved up here. I was nine years old. It was just the two of us all alone in this big house. And she was so sad most of the time, and I kind of felt like I was the one taking care of her. It must have been tough. Like your dad, you get along with him, okay? I don't know. I mean, I only moved up here about a year ago. It's not like we even know each other that well. Mm. Mm. How about you? Your parents? <laughs> I mean, that you see and stuff. Um, well, they're back east, but I talk to them all the time. Are they still together? They're weird, though. I mean, they're totally cool, totally together. It's just that they've never had a disagreement about anything more serious than whether it's going to be mashed the stovetop to your coffee. <laughs> kind of great. Now, if you listen to that part really well, boy, can you hear the Boston come out in Mark yeah. Wahlberg. Yep. Yeah. Did, did, you heard it, too? They're really oh, weird. absolutely. They're, they're a little weird, though. Weird. Yeah, he said which is weird. why I think it, it worked. The the line where he said that uh, you know they're back east, like even even <laughs> though even though in the movie we know that that's bullshit, it still kind of works because of his accent. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He, he he laid the Boston accent on, and you know he's he he doesn't work to hide his as much as Mark. Uh, I'm sorry, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon hide right, theirs. Right. Because yeah. theirs is, theirs is thick. They have a, I mean, they all have that Southie accent, you know, South Boston. 
but uh he really let it let it fly here i could hear it here big time especially when especially when he said the word weird (laughs) you know look i have two parents born and born and bred in boston so i can catch a boston accent listen i thought the word i thought wicked had a t at the end of it till i was like 10 years old (laughs) (laughs) the way boston people say that's fucking wicked (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, that's a W-I-C-K-E-T, Wicked, fuck yeah. <laughs> Wicked no, I was wrong. I was wrong. I was wrong. But uh, all right, let's go ahead with a little more uh, little more creepiness from Mark Wahlberg. And yeah, he is, not only is he laying on some thick bullshit, but it is some really bad bullshit. And we find out, like, like Bobby just said, this is all... Real true lies. The, the the whole thing is just bullshit. So here we go. A little more of it, and then we'll uh, move on. What? Nothing. Oh, there's not nothing going on behind those beautiful eyes. Tell me. I was just thinking it. You know, you're not at all like what I expected you to be the first time I saw you. How so? I don't know. You're just... You're sweet. But you're the one that's hiding something. It's just that I was taught that if something seems too good to be true, then it probably isn't. Yeah. So far, what I know about you is you're beautiful. You're incredibly perceptive. I just need to know like one flaw so I can believe the rest. Get a week. I got all the time in the world. Um, David, I gotta go. My curfew's at midnight. All right. So from here, by the way, she says her curfew is at midnight and he sets her watch back so she can use that as an excuse. But again, he's laying on some thick lines here. And like I said before, a smooth yet awkward. But this is where he starts, you know, they start kissing a little bit. And this is the first time he tries to make the uh, he he goes for second base for a little tit grab. And she kind of waves him off a little bit. She waves him off. She calls a foul, if you will. Blows the whistle. Penalty. See, this is the part of the show box where I would go, hey, you know, sorry, dude, she's just not that into you. But clearly, clearly she knew that she wanted to fuck him from jump. But, you know, she wanted to play a little hard to get, you know. Chicks do that from time to time. Right. Yeah. Oh, dude. All girls play hard to fucking get. I don't I don't want him to think I'm too slutty and then second date, they fucking. <laughs> yeah. Most girls play hard to get. Me, I play hard to want. That's just my fucking role. Um, I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's, that's that's how I do it. I play hard to want. Um and uh by the way, a little scene right there where the stepmother 
when when Reese Witherspoon finally comes home, stepmother calls her a slut because she is dressed a little slutty in this uh, in that part right there, really short skirt, and um, that does come up later in the movie, which is why I kind of said it. I believe a scene I have in a few more minutes might actually reference that. So, all right, now she did obviously get home late. Like I said, she was using the excuse. The stepmother kind of got on her a little bit, and she was kind of like, yeah, fuck that bitch, fuck that bitch. I don't give a fuck what she says. Now, the dad gets home. I am going to play the scene where the dad comes back, and there's a reason I'm going to play it. Here we go. Let's roll that motherfucker. So, 2 a.m. Am I missing something? Come on, Nikki, help me out. You were uh, kidnapped by aliens. They tried to take you to their planet, but you escaped and hitchhiked back from Pluto. So who's this guy you were with? Just a guy. Is he a good guy? He's good to his car. You'd appreciate that. Well, that's a start. Maybe I should meet him. Dad, I just met him. I don't even know if I'm going to see him again. So? Right. All right. Here's the deal. Kitchen duty and yard work for two weeks. No exceptions. And no subcontracting out to Tobias. Is that fair? To have a choice? No. I guess it's fair. And I want you to apologize to Laura. Yeah. I'll apologize to her when she apologizes to me for calling me a slut. There we go. I thought I had that part in there. Uh, so <laughs> there we go. I was right. Look at me. Um, but yeah, there we go. A little argument. So be, he barely really punished her. You know what I mean? And in the next scene, actually, uh, the stepmom is actually being like, you're too easy on her. You don't punish her enough. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, well, you know, why did you call her a slut? So. This, you see this David kid already causing some tension between the parents. You know what I mean? He's immediately the tension starts. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the next scene right away, we go to Mark Wahlberg picking her up at school and he sees the friend Gary and he's already a little pissed off about Gary. This is where he's kind of like, you know, hey, who is that? But, and all the girls are looking at her like, he's such a slut. So, but she doesn't care. So they go out, they're playing a little bit of pool. They're kind of hanging out a little bit. Reese Witherspoon's tits are fucking popping out of this outfit she has on. I mean, literally. Yes. I don't know if you guys are watching the movie as I'm talking about it, but Jesus Christ. I mean, my God, they want to be let loose right here. Yes. They're begging. Um, and, you know, she sees her friend over there, Alyssa Milano, over there basically making out with that Logan dude. And so she goes outside, makes out with uh, Mark Wahlberg a little bit. She's out there. They're thunging it up a little bit. He's mugging it up, mugging it up. And then they walk back a little bit. 
<clears throat> and now we go to the next scene. They're all doing yard work. Uh, Mark Wahlberg comes over, and he's really laying on the nice guy act. Uh, you guys know what part of the scene I'm at right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really laying on the fucking nice guy act. You know, he's helping out with the garden work. Oh, I did this in the summer. And he's telling, you know, the stepmom all about this and that. And, you know, he's winking at the daughter, making good, kind of trying to be the good guy for the family. The father, though, William Peterson, still sees something that's not right. Just not right. Um, and at this point, he's up in his office and he's working a little bit and Mark Wahlberg comes in and you know they they start talking a little bit now this is also the part where Alyssa Milano comes in there and she's like flirting with the dad you know what fuck it I wasn't going to play this scene but let's go ahead and do it right good idea good idea I agree yeah. let's go right from here you should come with us to the orbit, Mr. Walker. It'd be fun. Nicole! Yeah? Get me a coat. Okay, I'll be right there. Come on, Steve. You could play pinball. You could ride the bumper cars. You could do that thing where you throw the ball at something and maybe win me a stuffed animal. Or you could just walk around eating cotton candy. Checking everybody out. Hey, thank yeah. you. Okay, now she was literally like bending over, talking to him, and Mark Wahlberg's looking at him. So he, Wahlberg knows the dude's kind of a, like, got him. Yeah, he's like, I got you. I see you looking. I see you looking. So, you know, but anyway, I, can't blame come on who wouldn't i mean really jesus christ i don't know i mean like i mean i understand what you're saying but like you know he's a parent in this movie he has a daughter so this is somebody i mean i don't care how holy she was acting still somebody's daughter so in that instance he probably should have known he should have known better of course and that's why he was turning his head and acting like he was like Oh, nah, shit. You know, he, got, he got a fucking eye. He got an eye full. Like, he, it he, took him a while. Well, I mean, he wasn't sitting there adjusting his pants, thank God. But he was, yeah. he, like Miss, uh, Miss My Life says, he was clearly uncomfortable, which is what they were trying to portray in that part, that he was yeah. uncomfortable. Uh, but Mark Wahlberg was just sitting there with a big smile on his face. Now, me and uh, Anthony were talking about this before the show. They never really say how old Mark Wahlberg's character David in this movie is they imply he's older but I don't know Bobby they don't actually say anywhere in here how old he is right I don't think so I don't think so either unless I missed it I, they don't. I was honestly if I had to estimate 22 23 that's kind of what they were implying that he was like at least by the bars and everything. Now, they never showed him drinking. So they didn't imply he was 21 at any point in the movie, but they, they just never said. But the implication is that he was an older, more mature guy 
going yeah. for the younger girl. Now, I mean, yeah. hell, in the movie, he could have been 17 years old for all we know. Yeah, he just, you know, developed early. Yeah, well, yeah. Roseburg. Motherfucker was jacked up already in this fucking movie, but yeah, it's just, you know, <clears throat> but they never really exactly specify this is your age. But, uh, <clears throat> you know, they're now, now they're kind of driving around, going back home, and he's got her. She's hooked. Now, this is the scene Anthony wanted to talk about. Oh, real quick. You know, I wanted to get uh, Bobby's input, input on something. Okay. The whole scene where he's introduced to the family and as a father, you have daughters. How, how would that scene have played out with you? Because to me, Obvious, like they don't address the age, but to me, it was obvious that it was an age difference. Yeah. Don't you think the family should have been a little more like you know, I don't want to say like adversarial with the guy, but had a few quite few more questions. They seemed a little too welcoming right off the bat for this dude, especially after he had kept her out till like two yeah, something right. morning. That would have been a huge problem for me right off the bat. Mm. Um, and knowing me and. Like knowing some situations that I was in with my oldest daughter, I would have brought that up and I would have made everybody uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I might have purposely made everybody uncomfortable. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that would have been an issue. I wouldn't, I don't think I would be able to be that welcoming. I've, uh, probably thrown people out of my house for less. (laughs) (laughs) Good job. Good job. Good job. Good man. Good job, Bobby. Uh, now we get to the roller coaster scene. Uh, um, really, I can't play this scene. There's no reason to. It's, there's, it's, it's all visual. Uh, they're at a little amusement park and, you know, this is, again, you got to remember Mark Wahlberg tried to get with, kind of hit second base before and she she shied away from it but they get on this roller coaster and they're moving around and he puts his hand on her leg and she sort of she at first she shies away but then she kind of looks at him and then she grabs his hand and Dicks it up her skirt, and he's finger-blasting her on the roller coaster. Yes. Now, I must say, great acting by her. She's biting her lip. She's just... I don't know. She looks like she's enjoying the shit, unless he was really fucking sitting there finger-blasting her. I don't know. Weren't they actually together during the filming of this movie? Were they? I believe they were. Oh, well, that would have made. I think for, they were an actual couple. Oh, that might have made for a much better scene. But I, I, she was. I mean, you could just see she was enjoying something in this movie. But <laughs> you know what? I would like to if somebody could do some fact checking on that real quick because I, well, I, I really want to say. Up, yeah. Hmm. yeah. But, uh, two observations from this scene I do want to point out. Okay, go ahead. While on a roller coaster, if you're able to do that, probably not a uh, safe roller coaster to be riding. <laughs> and the second observation is, 
what poor I wonder what the poor bastard that had to get on the ride after them and got that seat specifically was thinking like what the fuck did I just sit in? <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> Who let the slug sit in my seat? What the fuck? <laughs> like seriously, if you were sitting like directly behind them while that shit was going on, you'd probably be like, I'm in the wrong seat. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Can we switch for a second, buddy? Yeah, exactly. Now, now, real quick, uh, we forgot to mention one thing. When Mark Wahlberg was in the office, he also set back the father's clock. Yeah. So he did the same trick in the movie twice. Um, the father was supposed to get a package out and didn't. Because the clock was set back. So that fucks up his business a little bit. Now we go to this. Now when he, now right after that scene, we go to another scene where again, that Logan dude is making out with Alyssa Milano and he catches a glimpse of Reese Witherspoon. And while he's making out with Alyssa Milano, he points to her kind of like, I'm going to, you know, fuck you too. Um, and Mark Wahlberg playing a game wins a peace pipe. We have to mention the peace pipe. Cause the peace Should pipe comes. Hey, by the way, <laughs> got to mention the peace pipe. Um, but, uh, this is where we hear them and their, now the parents are again, everything's wrong. He screwed something up the father because of the clock being, um, turned back. So he has to go back to Vancouver. Now, both the parents are going. He asks the mother to go. He He's like, yeah, maybe we can get that hotel. Uh, and, you know, so he talks her into going. So who's the first person you think Reese Witherspoon calls in this movie? But we know who it is. The dude she wants to bang. So let's go ahead and do this here. David? Nicole, how are you? Good. Listen. David, my parents went out of town for a couple of days. And I'm all alone in my room. Nicole. Yes, David? Oh, I promised some friends I'd help them out with something tonight. Oh. Um. Okay. Whatever. But Nicole. Yeah? I could come by afterwards. Would that be okay? Sure. If it gets too late, I might be in bed. Okay, so just punch 1432 into the keypad and just come on in. I'll be waiting. Okay. I played that scene because that will come into play later. She calls him and she gives him the alarm code. Not the alarm code, but the door code, the code to get in the door. Um, and by the way, Bobby, you are correct. Him and Reese Witherspoon did actually have a relationship going this movie. A quick one. But they did have a relationship, so uh, awesome. maybe there were some actual little uh, finger finger. I, I would. I mean, <laughs> you know, if, if I was an actor in that situation, well, why not? You know, Jesus Christ! See what I mean? These people are out there telling. They're out there finger blasting Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Reese Witherspoon. Um, all right, let's go a little more. Actually, after the next clip, I think we're going to have to take a break because if I don't piss, um, my computer might not work at all. Um, 
I made peel over my computer. Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and go a little bit more here. So, yeah, there it is. She gives him the code, and he goes upstairs. Now, he sees a bracelet. He's kind of looking through her room uh, before he takes her virginity. Uh, but he finds a bracelet that says Daddy's Girl on it. And they don't show him taking it, but... You know, the next scene is him sitting there taking off her covers. He has no shirt on. Of course, I'm sure all the girlies were happy. Now, Reese Witherspoon tries to play like she's sleeping here. But he takes off that bra and suddenly she's wide awake. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, so he does end up sleeping with her here in this part of the movie. <clears throat> which I'm sure Bobby's already over there getting upset about. But uh, again, yeah, you can feel that. <laughs> I, I can, I can. Now Reese Witherspoon over there biting her lip again. She plays very good, sexy girl. I have to say, that lip bite is some good shit, man. I must say. Uh, but then he goes to school the next day. He picks her up. And her best friend, Gary, is giving her a hug, and he kicks his ass. And Reese Witherspoon is fucking devastated by this, scares the shit out of her. You, you know the funny part? Of, this scene was hilarious to me. You know why? Why? Because I thought of Bobby the whole time. <laughs> I set an example. <laughs> Like, 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 if he, like, if he had found out the story, like, obviously if he had it went down in real life, like it did in the movie. I could see Bobby taking somebody out back to set an example <laughs> and this making her watch the ass whooping too. Just like, <laughs> let let the other ones know this is what happened. The movie would have been shorter. The <laughs> guy would have. Movie would have been shorter. He would have been dead already. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Might as well knock twenty minutes off the movie at that point. Um, anyway, by the way. Uh, we go 36 minutes into the movie. Reese Witherspoon shower scene. Just wanna, just wanna throw that out there. Shower scene. God bless showers. God bless showers. God bless 1996. <laughs> Thank you, 1996. Yeah. Yes. Uh, now he also in his little scuffle with uh, Gary. Hits Reese Witherspoon hard enough to give her a black eye. Um, he pushes her down and she gets a little black eye from this little part of it. Um, now after the shower, uh, Laura, the stepmom walks in and sees the black eye and is kind of like, well, you know, she gives, obviously Reese Witherspoon gives a story about being, you know, hit. In, you know, P.E. And uh, she helps her out a little bit. The stepmother helps her out, try to get rid of the black eye a little bit. Um, Of course, the dad doesn't believe her, being the dad. Bobby understands what's going on here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's suspicious. He's suspicious. Uh, And they show in school that David is actually following her. He leaves a note in her locker for him to meet, and she doesn't show up. But, again, 
he is one creepy motherfucker. Uh, now, I do want to go ahead and go to another part here. Now, she's in there. Remember, Laura kind of is talking to her a little bit because her and her stepmom are sort of getting a new relationship after the whole let me put makeup on your black eye thing. And they're talking in the room, and she's telling her all about what happened with Gary and this and that. And this is where William Peterson walks in, and this, this is where the real dad part comes out. Here we go. That guy, too. Did he? Dan, I told you how I got the black guy. And why don't you let us finish up here? Toss me the Kleenex. All right, I'm going to play the rest of this, but I do want to say right here when he kneels down, what he finds here is an open condom wrapper. So this is why he's giving the speech to her he's giving, and I just want everyone to know what he was exactly doing here, and here we go. Nicole, I want you to understand that whatever you think I may have done to disappoint you is no reason for you to go screw up your whole life. What? Dad, I don't know what you're talking about. That's what worries me. Look, Dad, this may come as a big shock to you. But every move I make does not have to do with you. Turns out I'm living my own life. Not yet you're not. As long as you're living in my house, you'll follow my rules. That means when you want to go out, I want to know where you're going and with who. And if I don't like it, you're not going. Don't be ridiculous, Dad. I'm not kidding, Nicole. This is going to stop. What? Why don't you just say it? This is all about David. There's something wrong with But him. your problem with David, not mine. He's mom. not a good guy. Look, Dad. David and I had a disagreement. Maybe we'll get past it. Maybe we won't. But no matter what happens, it'll be between us. It just doesn't have anything to do with you. Oof. Man. Oh, better than... Ooh. Oh, my. Sound like you got a lot to say on that scene. I'm, uh, go ahead. I think I just said it all. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that uh, obviously. So this David guy has now caused friction between the two parents. Now he's causing tr- friction between the daughter and the parent and the you know the, the the stepmother. So there's a lot of shit going down. But that that must feel. I could only imagine that feeling like 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 a knife going in your fucking stomach right there. Mm, it's more like in the chest. In the chest, okay. I I, yeah. I knew it was somewhere in the torso area. It's yeah. like a, it's like a it's like a it's like a really strong grip on the heart that's just squeezing and just will not let go. Oh, that's okay. what that feels like. Okay, now I know. Um. All right. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. If that's all right. I really got to pee, guys. <laughs> that's a great idea. So let's take a quick break. 
And uh, we'll come on back. We'll finish this show up. But uh, I got to piss like a motherfucker. So we will see you guys in just a few minutes. Be right back. All right, there we go. Sorry about that. My either my bladder or my kidneys were going to explode. I'm not sure exactly which one was going to happen, but uh, one of them. And my, and my heart was going to explode after that last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last yeah, and and you know, with the scene we just played, where basically Reese Witherspoon basically told him. You know, Fuck off. basically what I do with my life is none of your business. Um, and, you know, Bobby's got daughters and I'm like, dude, I have boys and that part fucking pissed me off. You know, any child sitting there telling their father, look, you have no more say in my life. Oh, you're still it's on the your hardest mind. Hardest thing as a parent to get over because as, as a parent, if you're, if you're a halfway decent parent, you recognize that the most important job you have in the universe is to make sure your kids are okay. You know, you sacrifice everything for your kids. Your kids become your one and only main priority. They are your business. So for your kid to say what I do is none of your business. Oh man, just just kill me, you know, just 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 murder me right here, and that would be so much easier. Yeah, and you know, it's it's literally. I mean, you would literally take bullets for your children, Absolutely. and for them to say something like that. Like I said, dude, I have boys, and that part even fucking hit me. Like, oh my god, dude, that's fucked up. And I can only imagine, especially if you're a father of girls, like. You you want to feel like the number one priority, the number one male influence in your uh, daughter's life, and and to feel like some other man that is, ba- is essentially a stranger to her is coming in and taking that spot from you that that hurts because I figure I, I would I only I can only imagine that as a father you would want your daughter at the very least to not get caught up with the wrong type of thing. You can't yeah, stop and that's the thing. thing. Yeah, and that's what I was about to say too because like it it hurts enough as it is, but. For you to see what's really going on and they don't see it and you're trying to make it clear and, and, you know, and, and the child reacts negatively and sees you as the enemy, that hurt, that makes it hurt that much more. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, the, the, the other thing with, you know, girls is the more you tell them they can't see a boy, the more they're going to want to. Now, I, I, I know I, I don't have, you know, I, I, I got two boys and they're young and they haven't got there, but I have a sister and every guy my parents were like, don't, don't, there's something wrong with something wrong. She would do twice as much to go against them and see them. And, you know, one of her boyfriends did turn out to be abusive. I kicked the shit out of that motherfucker. Uh, you know, when, when I finally saw him do it, I, he, (laughs) he was out of the house after that. I, I, I kicked the hell out of him. He, he, he never came back. 
we never saw that motherfucker again. But, um, you know, that's, uh, that's neither here nor there, but I do understand, you know, so, so I do have a little understanding of that. You know, the the more you tell a girl no, the more they want to do it. So, especially when it comes to a boy. Well, mother and grandmother always told me a hard head makes a soft ass. So sometimes, even I, I would imagine that sometimes, as much as it hurts, sometimes you almost have to let people fall in there. Obviously, if it gets to the point of abuse, don't fuck that. You step in. But when it comes to just like mistakes in life, sometimes you just got to let people fail yeah. and like real and like learn things for themselves. Otherwise, they'll never learn. Yeah, and Miss My Life is obviously she's in the chat saying, you know, it's not just girls, and she's right, dude. You she's tell, absolutely right. Mostly That's the any, point that I was going to yes, make. Any, any sixteen-year-old, you sit there and tell, don't do this, don't do that. They're going to do it. It's it's just the way it is. They're they're combative. They're learning everything. They're seeing new things. I. Truthfully, man, I I almost dread the teen years for my kids because. Right now I'm the cool. Right, right now I'm cool, but I know it's going to end soon. They go through those uh, teen years. They they start dealing with hormones that they don't understand. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, because you got to be fair about it. They don't understand the hormones and the changes that they're going through. You know, like it 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 rushes through their body. It it fucks with their brain. And they're underdeveloped brain, by the way, because the brain doesn't finish forming until like around the age of 25, 26 years old. Right. So they're dealing with all of this shit. They have no idea what they're doing. They're reckless and they just don't see it. You know, yeah. they, they, they don't have the ability to rationalize uh, certain things. You know? Right. And I mean, go back to when you were that age and, you know, you kind of got to be like, all right, I understand. I understand. Yeah. But- you know, again, you got two, you know, three girls. Three. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Right. And and, <laughs> oh. and honestly, they they kind of like if they're smart about it, they can talk to you, Bob, because you you're you're you have that male perspective. You you can honestly break down everything a dude tries to tell them. Any type of game they try to run on them, you can like, yeah, look, this is what he's trying to do. Ah, uh, Anthony. <laughs> you can kind of break it. That you basically can break it down. But Anthony, here's the trick, and this is with girls, boys, either one. Getting them to actually talk to you. Getting them to actually come to the parents and tell them what's going on. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, I mean, dude, even with my older one, he doesn't tell us half the shit that goes on. We hear from people like his teachers and shit. That, you know, he gets bullied and this and that. He's, yeah. he, he's a very slight kid. My my son is very skinny. He's very small. He's very smart. And obviously he's kind of considered a nerd. So, yeah, he gets bullied a little bit. But the trying to get them to come to you and tell you that. No matter what you tell them, you can always tell me and mommy everything, blah, blah, blah. They still won't do it. So the trick. I I relate to your son in in that sense. Because it was like that for me. You know, like my parents would ask me, how was your day? Fine. Mm -hmm. Knowing damn well it wasn't. I I, I didn't have a fine day in school between first grade and 10th grade. There was not one day that was fine for me. But they would ask and I would say, fine. Yeah. I... 
Bobby, I was the same way, man. And that's why I really relate to my kid because I was the same way. I was always a skinny kid. I was awkward. I'm still awkward. I know I am. Don't, don't think I don't. I, I always say weird shit. I'm, I'm an awkward kind of guy. I've always been this way. So yeah, it was tough for me. And I was always skinny. I was always small. I was short through most of my, you know, life until I actually hit 10th grade. Like Bobby said, that's when I actually started growing and got tall enough and started putting back a few fucking brewskis. And 10th grade's where I kind of started having a little easier of a time when I started partying a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's... Hey, hey, Box, all that said, you'll always, you'll always be my Huckleberry. Always. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Whatever, man. Fucking movie. Jesus Christ. Get back to this goddamn movie. Anyway. Um, all right. So, you know, she's in there. She's, uh, where were we talking to her dad, talking to her dad and the stepmom, uh, her dad. Now remember her dad found the condom wrapper, but didn't tell the daughter. Stepmom comes in like, yo, you were a little harsh. And why were you? And he's like, look, condom wrapper. Bam. Bitch has been fucking. (laughs) (laughs) But so. All right. So there's that part. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what else to do. But now before that, we did forget to mention after Mark Wahlberg kicked Gary's ass He's trying to make up with her. He sends her flowers. Uh, she immediately goes out, throws the flowers in the trash. But after everyone goes to sleep, she goes out, gets the flowers, and he puts the pictures that they had of them when they were at the little, you know, amusement park and they did the photo booth and he's kissing her on the cheek and, she sort of gets a little look in her eye like, oh, all right, I understand, I understand. So, you know, there's that part. Then it shows another part. Once again, we get her and uh Alyssa Milano and Reese Witherspoon in bikinis. And they're at the pool. And right after they're sitting there talking all their bullshit, blah, blah, blah. Who does she see? All the guys come over, uh, Logan and all of his boys. Um, and by the way, one of those guys that was, uh, the, the, the four of them, one of those guys was, let me get his name real quick. Give me two seconds here. His name was Gary Riley. Okay. Do you, either one of you, Bobby, I guarantee I'm going to get a yes out of you. Either one of you remember an old Mark Harmon movie called Summer School? Yeah. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. He was, he was in that movie. He was, uh, Chainsaw's buddy. God damn it. I'll get his name, uh, in that movie, Summer School. He was in that fucking movie, though. And that is literally, I'm not lying. That's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> that as is. soon as you said it, I was, I was sure Anthony saw it. That's like, that's right up his alley. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that, and he played Dave 
Dave Frazier in that movie. He was, <laughs> by the way, that is where you, you know, he, he has a really kind of a famous line in that movie where, you know, he shows the guy, the, the judge, his fake ID, and it's a black guy, and the judge is like, what the hell? This shows you're a Vietnam veteran, and he's like, and, and you're black, and he goes, war does hell to a man, sir. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One of the greatest lines ever in a movie. Yes. Uh, yep. Kurt, yep. There you go. Missed my life. Kirstie Alley was in that movie also. And, um, Courtney Thorne Smith. Yeah. 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 Yes. She was really hot in that movie. She was trying to bang the teacher in that movie, I believe. Um, <laughs> but, uh, let's see, Kirstie Alley and what's that? Dean Cameron. Dean Cameron was in that movie. That's who I was trying to think of. Oh, another one. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Box, but uh, Shawnee Smith. Shawnee Smith. Not too familiar with, but. I'm a big fan of her. She's very, she's underrated hot, in my opinion. Oh, okay. I see who she is. Yes. Okay. She was the pregnant girl in that movie. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Courtney Thorne Smith, though. She did a lot of weird little, she started doing the, uh, she went, she still does some of the like women's channel, uh, what is it? We and my mom watches all those fucking movies, dude. And I still see her pop up every now and then, but yeah, she was definitely smoking fucking hot. And, and uh, what else needs to be said about Kirstie Alley in the late eighties, early nineties? Kirstie Alley is a back and forth, man. She's back and forth. She has her hot days and then she'll put on, you know, one or 200 pounds and it's like, well, let's take a break. And then she'll lose one or 200 pounds and then she'll gain one or 200 pounds, you know, but you know, whatever, you know, she's, uh, Kirstie, I was Kirstie Alley. Um, but Jesus, back in the old Cheers days, I'm not going to lie. I had a little, I had a little crush on Kirstie Alley back in those days. Absolutely. And Shelly Long. Oh, Kirstie Alley all day. I mean, mm. Shelly, nothing wrong. I have nothing against Shelly Long. But uh, and, and, uh, the thing about Kirstie Alley is she always played like professional good girl type roles for the most part. Mm-hmm. But the eyes, man. She just gave, them eyes just gave away like, yeah, I can do some very bad things to you. And you'll enjoy all of it. Probably. Just the eyes, man. Probably. But yeah. uh, anyway, we did. Let's get back to this movie. We're not that much further from being done uh we go into it and like i said all the guys show up and she sees david he's there with all the all the guys first thing he does is flag her down she goes to leave uh, wraps herself up goes to leave and here we go with the uh the con here we go just give me one minute Listen, I know you don't want to see me again, but I still have to explain. There's nothing that I can say will make what I did all right. I know that, but I need you to know that it came from someplace good. It came from me feeling like I'd do anything to protect you. From Gary? I didn't know it was Gary. I swear, all I saw was some guy with his paws all over you. I don't know how many bad guys are out there. Guys that would take advantage of somebody like you. 
guys that I would kill if David did anything to hurt you. I just lost it. But I want you to know that I'm, I'm very sorry about what happened to Gary. I am. But I can't be sorry that I love you. I learned from you, Nicole. I really did. I learned that I need people more than I thought. I've always been the one taking care of things. And with you, it's different. I want us to take care of each other. And I promise nothing like that will ever happen again. things we can take out of that scene uh one beating that guy's ass came from a good place uh he would protect her and even kill anyone that touched her uh which would creep should creep you out a little bit um so he's a very controlling protective guy um and that part there should have creeped her out a little bit. And I was a little surprised it didn't. Well, remember, well, Bob, and she's 16 in the movie. I'm sorry, Bob, but she's 16 okay. in the movie. So mm-hmm. she's still naive. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and he did, he did start feeding her, uh, feeding her what she wanted to hear. I learned from you. You taught me, you made me a better person. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He, he, he was sort of, uh, that was some pretty hard manipulation right there, man. But definitely, she's hooked, man. She's fucking hooked. Uh, you know, we, 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 and David stays around enough to even where when the, when the dad comes home, they're all out there swimming, including the wife. Now, they never show the wife cheating, but they do insinuate that she cheated on him a few times in this movie. Um, at one point, David sort of insinuates it, and at the end, which we'll, I'll get in, we'll, we'll get into that part. Um, they sort of insinuated also in the movie. Now, David really knows that the dad is kind of on him a little bit, so you know he's giving him the eye as he's kissing his daughter in a wet bikini, and you know he's but the the, the dad's looking into him like a dad should do. Background checks, even back then, Bobby. Background checks. What arch? Who would an architect know to get background checks back then in 1996? <laughs> That's what I want to know. Um, although, if you pay enough money, and a private investigator would have done all that. Now that I yeah. think about it, now that I think about it, a private a PI would have done that definitely. Uh, but he sees that David is not actually the, the story he was telling, um, Reese Witherspoon in this movie wasn't true. The whole, you know, my parents, they're, they're weird. No, not true. He was a, he was a, he ended up in foster care. He was from, you know, house to house to house to house to house. And, you know, just really fucked up childhood. So all lies, 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 lies. But um, William Peterson starts following him around a little bit, though. 
and eventually gets gets to him. And I'm actually going to play the part where he insinuates a little bit that uh, he's doing the wife and the daughter. Damn, if he is, fuck, man. Good for him. Jesus Christ. Daddy Ace over there. Fuck. Running through the family. <laughs> Good God, what the hell? This kid's fucking my idol, God damn it. Uh, all right, here we go. David, I don't want to beat around the bush. I came to tell you that you're going to stop seeing Nicole. Now, either you're as smart as you think you are and you'll just go away, or else you're going to make things a lot harder on yourself than they have to be. You know, Steve, you're really not a faggot. What? I'm serious. You seem like a pretty solid guy. You should lighten up on yourself. We're not talking about me. We're talking... Yes, we are. That's what this whole thing's about, Steve. Your inadequacies, your fears. You just wait a minute. Listen to me. See, I'm hip to your problems. All of them. I know you abandoned Nicole when she needed you most. Because I licked her sweet tears. I know about things coming apart at work. Maybe you fucking lost it in that department. I also know you ain't keeping up, so to speak, your end of the bargain with the missus. Because if you were, she wouldn't be all over my stick. But relax, Steve. We're friends. <laughs> we're practically family. I want you to understand something, pal. If you don't disappear from my family's life, I'm going to rip your balls off and shove them so far up your ass, they'll come out your fucking mouth. You got that, my friend? Okay. Now, first of all, let's start off with the first thing I heard in that scene. Uh, I know because I licked a tears Again, Boston accent popping out there. Uh, but again, see, he did insinuate that he's been messing with the wife a little bit, too. Uh, and I think we kind of got confirmation from the wife. At least that's what I pulled from it. When he was uh, when uh, the father actually broke down, like this kid's lying. He's full of shit, blah, blah, blah. Notice she was quick to say, eh, so what? He, you know, he's a, he, 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 he was an orphan. He, he he was embarrassed about it. He lied to a pretty girl to get her attention. No big deal. Yeah, he, she, again, they never really flat out say it, but there's a lot of insinuation. There's a lot of things that say he might have been banging the mom, too. Uh, Jesus. Anyway, um, yeah, but after this little scene right here, um, William Peterson, he's poking him in the chest at that last little scene. And right when he pulls away, Mark Wahlberg starts punching himself in the chest. And I I remember first watching this movie and I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? But it makes sense a little more into the movie when the daughter actually comes into, you know, into the scene, the literally starts being like, oh my God, I can't believe you hit him like that. So what he did is he actually made, again, the daughter believe in him and go against her father. So again, this guy is a great fucking con man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. He really is. I mean, he's turning 
this whole family against itself. He's causing civil war within the family. Um, you know, so that's, that's what he did though. So basically he told, he told Reese Witherspoon, your dad punched, you know, hit me so hard that I have bruises all over my chest. She went in there and screamed at him. And once again, in this little part of the movie, David wins. Uh, even a lawyer told the dad that there's nothing he can do at this point. Um, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, all the, uh, every, everything's still intact in your house. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in my seat. <laughs> I'm good. I'm not even pacing around. I'm okay. Is there any cushioning left in the chair? Have you scraped it all off the arms yet? <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny that you say that. It's kind of wearing away at the arm. <laughs> Don't know how it's happening, huh? Just kind of screwed. <laughs> how is that going away right there? Yeah, these things happen to furniture. Do it again. A lot of the parts in this movie that 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 piss you off with girls would piss you off the same with boys. Yeah, you know it's 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 kids in general. And like I said, man, I'm yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, I look at it like this: like, mm-hmm. uh, in gen- as a rule of thumb. If you're a decent human being, man or woman, this movie will piss you off. If you have any type of a moral compass about you, this movie will piss you off just because you just don't treat people like this dude was treating uh, people in this movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Just, and, and if you know somebody who's been in the, that situation, it just, you know, it just, it, it can open up some old wounds, you know. Right. Yeah, there's, 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 like I said, man, look, a kid lying is a kid lying. It doesn't matter if they're boy or girl. And, you know, this, <clears throat> and, and the fact that he knew, the, the father knew he didn't do anything. He didn't really do anything wrong there. He might have been a little aggressive with Mark Wahlberg, but he didn't, you know, he didn't punch him. He didn't threaten him, really. I threatened him a little bit. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I, as a father, I don't really consider what he says a threat. No. <laughs> see, look, I, look, I'm gonna see like, put it to you like this. I judge the parent who doesn't act like a psychopath for their kids. Yeah. That's I mean, how I look at it. Look, I mean, like I said, man, you would take bullets for your kids, whether they know it or not, you would you would you would do it. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 without even thinking about it. You know what I mean? And <laughs> for your child, boy or girl, to believe Someone else over you would hurt. Definitely. You know, so yeah, I, I can see where, uh, where, where, where Bobby would be pretty pissed at this part here. And yeah. he does, man. He's, he, he steals the girl here. He gets her and once again, he's, you know, making her say, you know, say you want me and. You know, I kind of like this part because again, my name is David, and she says, "David, I want you." It's kind of nice. Here, Reese Witherspoon, say my name. I was gonna play. I was gonna play it, but I, my ego's not that big. Um. Hey, hey, Bob. Hey, yeah. Bob. Yo, Bob, you should send her a shirt that says "David hit it first. Hey, <laughs> get an autograph for you at all. Call me David, bitch. All right. <laughs> Uh, uh, now she doesn't go home with him. 
Um, he wants her to, but she decides to stay at home. Um, as she's walking in the house, she gives a look back though and doesn't go in the house, steals the car, her dad's car and goes to David's house. And this is where it gets a little complicated yeah. in the movie. Uh, yeah. This is where she sees a little more of David for David. Yeah. Um, goes up to the door, or not the door, but goes up and sees Alyssa Milano sitting on Logan, banging him while smoking crack. Well, he was smoking crack. She never did. But Mark Wahlberg walks up behind her, grabs her head by the, grabs her by the hair and basically pulls her off of Logan, make forcing Alyssa Milano to say that she wants him over the other guy. So, you know, picks her up and Jesus, great ass on Alyssa Milano here. Great yeah, ass. Great ass. But I mean, I got, I gotta say, man, once again, you know, we can, we, we didn't have our fun with Alyssa Milano, but this scene, once again, if you have any type of a moral compass about you, it, it, it was, it was uncomfortable to watch. Well, 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 again, they're showing what a piece of shit this guy really is. Yeah. So and, it's, it's actually probably supposed to make you feel uncomfortable about him. Right. Because. Yeah. I mean, he's a fucking creep. So yeah. it makes this scene actually makes sense. Um, look, maybe this is why this movie is a little bit of an underrated classic movie because it actually is well written. Um, oh, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. And, you know, so basically uh, Reese Witherspoon saw every bit of that. Yeah. Well, and allow <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I guess you know. Allow me to add like a little analysis to that scene. No doubt about it. He was a creep, piece of shit in the scene. But since it's been established, you know, I guess to give a little bit of credence to the devil here. Uh, do you think that part of that scene kind of showed that at the at the core, even though he does fucked up shit, because he was raised as an orphan, because he never had anybody that wanted him, that's why he's going. You know. Tell me you love me. Tell me you want me. It, it, it's like a it's like a mental thing with him. He needs to feel wanted. He needs to feel loved. And if people people didn't give because as a child growing up, people are you're given love. You're given that sense of acceptance. He never had that. So that he's going about it. He never had a uh, what's the way what's the good way of putting it? He never was taught how to go about getting acceptance in a normal a normal way, a normal functioning way in society. So he basically has to force it out of people. Well, he never had the uh, a normal nurturing never and affection, yeah, right? Passed around, moved around from foster home to foster home. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Now yeah. it's either that or in his contract he said, "Look, if I get to finger blast Reese Witherspoon, I get to grab a good chunk of Alyssa Milano's ass." Damn, that was a good day at the office for him. God damn, uh, dude! I know, man. Honestly, you know who talked to him before this role? Had to be Wesley Snipes. Had but, to be. Pay, pay attention mm -hmm. to like a lot of a lot of Wesley Snipes early movies. Mm -hmm. He was he was fucking and damn at every movie. Mm -hmm. Every fucking Rosie, whether it was fucking Jennifer Lopez, yep. Tonight, 
Snipes. <laughs> Wesley Snipes had to have a pussy clause in his contract somewhere. Like, if I'm not fucking, I can't be in a motherfucker. This, I can't be in yep. it. Wesley Snipes and Bruce Willis. And we, and, we, and we talked about Wesley Snipes having it in Money Train episode, but... Bruce Willis has it too, man. I'm telling you. And I, and uh, Jesus Christ, I'm going to tell you right now, the part he just did with Alyssa Milano, I would have fucking, I would have purposely screwed it up, fallen down. I don't know. I would have done it over and over and over. <laughs> just to slap that ass a few more times. Oh, <laughs> uh, I could, I could only imagine, Box. They had so many fucking, so much shit on the cutting room floor, like, all this shit, all of this, all of this B-roll of box smacking ass, right. smack. I'll be right there with you too. Like, why? Yeah, I'm sorry. Why did it take? I can't believe it took 39 takes to do this scene. All he had to do was slap her ass. I mean, I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> and there's one I guy. <laughs> there's one guy sitting on the side, like I fucking get it. All right. <laughs> it's the jiggle. See, look, you know, this is on film. Millions are going to see this. Yeah. See, the jiggle, the jiggle just isn't there, folks, guys. I'm trying to get us there. You know, I, if I got to do it each cheek, you know, come on, just give me some time. You we'll got to get, get it right. You got to get it right, man. This is fucking, this is, this is a movie. This is for the masses. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but finally Reese Witherspoon does go home. She's upset. Both her parents have been looking for her between calling police and everybody else. They've been looking for her all night. Uh, they wake up. There's a note on the door. Basically, she's apologizing. Sorry if I caused any trouble. It's over. Don't worry anymore. And so they actually think the, you know, both parents think it's over. They can get on with their lives. And that's kind of how they, how they go about it. The, you know, from, from, from a few minutes here, they kind of go about like it's over. Uh, and again, now David David does go do, doesn't know that she saw this. Um next scene we go to she's in school talking to her friend Gary about what happened. doesn't really tell him what happened but he knows something's wrong she's upset about something and it's about this David guy Mark Wahlberg. Um and he finally comes in, David, and, you know, she screams, literally screams. Now, I'm going to give it to this fucking uh, little pipsqueak Gary. He does get in Mark Wahlberg's face a little bit here, try to back him off a little bit. But Mark Wahlberg's got those fucking crazy eyes going. And um like I said, man, he's good at those fucking crazy eyes, you know? He's got them crazy eyes down. And this is where he gets a little upset. He doesn't understand what's going on or why she's pissed at him. But all he knows is that this Gary guy is getting in his way. Yeah. And that's all he knows. Now, Alyssa Milano comes over and you know what? I wasn't planning on playing this scene with Alyssa Milano, but it actually ties into the movie a little a little more than I realized. Um, again, it ties more into her slut role than anything. So let's go ahead and give this a little play. You guys ready? Here we go. Oh, yeah. Why won't you take my calls? As you can see, I'm playing with my little brother. Okay. 
Okay. You don't have to be so snotty about it. Hey there, handsome. When are you going to grow up so I can ravage you? Margo, why don't you leave Toby alone? Jesus. What's your problem? Okay. So Alyssa Milano is even hitting on little kids now. Uh, <laughs> now, this little kid was probably sitting there like, I wish I was grown up so I could ravage you. Okay. <laughs> Unless it was the little kid from Who's the Boss who grew up to be, you know. Which I, I, I have to say, I think everyone knew. From yeah, like, it wasn't ep- much of a shocker. Yeah, from like episode four, everyone was like, "Yeah, we know he's going to grow up to be a little swishy." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's anything wrong with that? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so obviously the two girls go out, they talk it out. Um, Reese Witherspoon never lets on that she knows. Like how she knows, but she lets on that she knows. And Alyssa Milano is crushed by this. Absolutely crushed. Um, not really. She's like, you know, you're my only friend, this and that. Um, and now she's on her way home. She's driving home in the car and Mark Wahlberg is chasing her down in his car. Because he knows that Reese Witherspoon knows something, but he's not sure exactly what she knows. So he is chasing her down. Alyssa Milano is giving him the finger, doing everything she can. I mean, he's literally wrong side of the road chasing her down. You know what I mean? Like anything he can. He's almost like a cop. He's trying to pit her. Police intervention technique. He's trying to put her off the road. So... But what I'm going to do, though, is I'm going to play. Once he finally gets her to pull over after they almost get into an accident, I'm going to play. Now, this is a little bit more of we where we see the real David in this character come out. And here we go. What the fuck do you think you're doing? Please leave me alone. Huh? What did you say to Nicole? Nothing. Ah! Fucking lying. Ah! Fucking whore. Fuck out of the car. You lying fucking whore. <laughs> what did you say to her? What the fuck did you say to her? Nothing. I swear, David, I didn't tell her. I don't know how she knows. But she knows. Let me tell you something. You better fix it. You better make it right. Because if you don't, I'm going to hurt you. Don't cry. So, you see a little bit right there of how insane he really is. He's pulling her out of the car, uh, you know, calling her, you know, you little fucking whore, and blah, blah, blah. And even at the end, he says, you know you liked it. Obviously, this dude is fucking losing his mind more and more in this movie. 
I can see Bobby's chair just lost about uh, three, more, three more pounds of uh, <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> now, now, Bobby, let me ask you: How far along in the movie were you before you just wanted to start whooping some ass? Uh, it, it's a tough one, you know. To be honest, I had it on my phone, and I did a lot of pacing. <laughs> <laughs> did a lot. Of, did a lot of walking. That helps. I don't blame you. I don't blame you, man. Like I said, a lot of this shit. Listen, if anybody did this, anybody pulled my son over and grabbed him and talked like I would kill him, you know? Yeah, fuck, I don't need context. Yeah. Yeah. To to answer your question more accurately, though, Anthony, it wasn't very far into the movie at all. (laughs) You know, pretty 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 early. I'm, I'm, I'm figuring probably about 12 minutes in, he was probably ready to fucking choke somebody. Uh, (laughs) um, this is another scene I wasn't, I wasn't going to play, but I think it actually, as we're going through the movie, I think it actually ties in. This is the scene where Mark Wahlberg actually comes and tries to apologize to, uh, well, you know, the, the father and it actually is important as to what the father says back to him. So another scene I wasn't going to play. I know I said I was going to cut down on scenes, but I'm kind of seeing more scenes as I go through here that I probably should have fucking put in here. And I'm going to go ahead and play it now. Mr. Walker, sir, I believe I owe you, Nicole, and your entire family an apology. Well, I was wondering if... I was just wondering if you'd be so kind as to let me come in for a minute and explain a few things. I think you might understand. I'm not interested in understanding you, David. I'm only interested in keeping you away from Nicole. And I'll do whatever it takes to accomplish that. Okay? Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Again, as a father, those words are understandable. You'll do whatever it takes to protect your children, and that's basically what he's saying he'll do in this movie. Anything it takes to protect my my daughter from you. Yeah. You know? So, I agree with all that shit, man. That's That's... That's definitely what any dad would do right there yeah yeah a par- if a parent says those words you better fucking believe it you know yeah yeah absolutely yeah now after that part this is where we start getting pretty fucking this is where we start getting really crazy stalker guy Next scene, he goes in and he's literally putting a tattoo, homemade tattoo on his chest. Uh, and it says, Reese Witherspoon's character in this movie is named Nicole. And it says, Nicole forever. EVR. I don't know why you can put the extra E in there. I don't know. (laughs) One more letter at that point. But he, Literally tattoos that on his whole fucking torso, chest, stomach, everything. It's all there. And, you know, this is where obviously he's going full crazy dude stalker. And it's getting fucking really weird now. Now, 
Reese Witherspoon's trying to move on a little bit, going to school, getting out of there. Um, but he is watching her, of course, and he sees her again with Gary. Now, this is where he starts following Gary. And this is where the movie really takes a turn because not only does he follow Gary, this is where he actually chases down and kills Gary. So I'm going to go ahead right before he kills Gary, though. Kind of some crazy things he says to him. Here we go. Hey, Gary. David. Gary, did you know I grew up in a lot of different places? Uh, no, actually, Nicole told me that you... Oh, yeah. Bridgewater, Spoffett, Rikers, you name it. You know what they all have in common, Gary? No. Weak walls. Actually, that's why they move me around so much. I pound on the wall and break, then move me to the next one. And the next one, so finally I got sick of building walls and just showed me the door. Pretty useful upbringing it turned out, though, Gary. I mean, there's always walls. Usually moist, fleshy kind. They try to get in the way of me and it. Whatever it may be. Silly, silly people, though. They're willing to be knocked down! Chases down Gary. Gary's gone. He kills Gary here. But he also, as he's doing this, starts stalking the family. They're at the mall and, you know, they're, they're, they're all trying to kind of get on with their life. You know what I mean? Like anybody would. Um, now as we're doing this though, the dad, William Peters, uh, Petersburg, whatever his name is, goes down and his car is destroyed. I mean, destroyed. And there's a message on it that says, now I've popped both your cherries. Bobby, are you okay? Uh, I uh, will be. <laughs> are, are, are you sure? You sound a little upset over there. Well, I mean, hey. Well, you know what they sometimes, you know what they say about the best movies? They really draw this type of emotion out. I think a message like this would set Bobby off to the point of there's yeah. not a jail that, that would hold them. Uh, or there's not a jury that would acquit him, uh, or the, I mean, convict him. You know, some, some, some juries understand this, but Mark Wahlberg is stalking this Reese Witherspoon. I mean, at the mall, everywhere she goes. And he does see her at the mall and he does follow her into the restroom at the mall. And this is like, this is like even more creepy, what he says to her here. This is like total creepy shit. And of course, since it's creepy shit, I'm going to go ahead and play it. And here we go. How are you? I need to talk to you. Help! 
gotta listen to me, Nicole. To me. The real me. You gotta use the one thing you have that can hear the real me. It's not here. It's not what I say. It's not here. It's not the way you see me acting. It's here. That's what it is, Nicole. You know it. I know it. Your daddy knows it. Everybody knows it. That's why they're trying to keep us apart. They're just jealous. We have something that everybody wants, but nobody has. You can't let them take that away from us, Nicole. It belongs to me and you. Okay? you ask me, this guy's got some serial killer tendencies in this movie. Telling her, you know, I, you have to talk to the, the, the real me, not the, not the me I've been telling you. That's not the real me, the real me. Basically, he's like, the real me will fucking kill you. Yeah. And that, that, that line, that line right there pushed me over the edge. Cause I look at it like this. Parent, you don't even have to be a parent to want to like fucking kill. If you're a man, especially, and you got any type of female in your family, that that scene to set you off. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, he's got his hands around her neck. He's grabbing her yeah. fucking. He's grabbing yeah. her by the pussy. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, next scene before Bobby has a heart attack. Yeah, <laughs> We're just going to roll the next scene. The next scene, the dad is doing what probably any of any father would do for his daughter. He breaks into these guys' houses. He finds out where they live. He breaks into these guys' houses, uh, or this guy's house, and he is looking through it. Um, He doesn't trash it right away. He doesn't trash it. Until he goes upstairs, finds Dave, David's room, and sees he ha- has like a shrine, a shrine, I guess I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shrine. Yeah. He's a shrine to his daughter and trashes the whole fucking place. I mean, trashes the place. Uh, but he finds the bracelet that I mentioned before, the daddy's girl bracelet. And he's, David has actually modified it to say David's girl. Uh, and he has a pair of panties in there. He, I mean, he has gone to complete crazy stalker, absolute maniac lengths. For this girl, uh, you know, and they finally come home, these guys and, you know, the dad's already gone. The house is trashed and they basically vow that they're going to fucking kick this dude's ass, uh, who, whenever they find it. And of course, David says, I know exactly who fucking did it. Um, now before they get to the house, 
Alyssa Milano gets there. She's crushed. They don't know why. She tells Alyssa, uh, Reese Witherspoon that Gary is dead. They say beaten to death. Doesn't really show Mark Wahlberg beating her, just beating him. It always just kind of shows him breaking his neck and running away. Now, with these guys on the way, this is where it gets fucking really, really creepy. Not creepy, but this is where it gets serious. Yeah. Um, the dog. Yes, yeah. We mentioned the dog at the beginning. We said we'd be mentioning the dog a little bit later in the movie. I didn't want to disappoint. This kid is calling for the dog. He has a dog whistle, and he calls for the dog. And only the head of the dog comes through the door. So these guys are there, and they're there for revenge. One of the guys even sticks his head to the fucking doggy door and says something. Um, the stepmom is pushing buttons on the alarm trying to get through, but another part we said we were going to get to, the Reese Witherspoon earlier gave the code mm-hmm. to David. So I'm going to play the part right here, give you a little bit of an idea of what's going on here, and this is where the movie gets really fucking serious. Here we go. We'll still get the signal. Larry will come. No, it's disconnected. The system works for the phone lines. It doesn't matter. No one is getting in here, Stephen. You designed it, remember? Reinforced doors, no entry without the code. Dad, David's got the code. Could have been different, Mr. Walker. You should have allowed nature to take its course. In the end, it will anyway. So let me the fucking house! That's fucking scary, dude. Oh, yeah. That would be scary. And he is really... Jesus Christ. Now they would fucking diagnose him with bipolar disorder and all kinds of shit. They try to humanize him, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And again, you know, we get a nice little scene with, you know, Alyssa Milano sitting there in a tank top. Jesus, look at those titties. Uh, Anyway, uh, (laughs) I'm just paused on a scene here. Sorry, guys. Uh, But yeah. Now this is where they start getting into the house. They are really out for literally revenge in this yeah. fucking scene, in, in, in this last scene here. <clears throat> and of course, like any father would do, he gets the girls, he, he tells them all to go up to the room, take the kid. And once again, Logan is on the roof and pointing at <clears throat> um, reach with a spoon once, once again. I do want to make sure we kind of push that, that, that Logan guy kind of has a hard on for her and was sort of, uh, kind of using Alyssa Milano. But, uh, you know, they're turning off lights. They're doing everything they can to keep these guys from getting in the house. And it's not that easy. They have a lot of things. 
that they're beating the shit out of the fucking doors with logs and whatever they can. The Reach with a Spoon finally starts hitting up the security guard with the lights in the house. And he does come down there. But, of course, it's a thriller movie. So, of course, him coming down there basically just gets him killed. <laughs> really? It gets the poor guy fucking killed. Um, and gives him handcuffs. Uh, now, we go through a little more. They're, you know, going through. The brother decides that he is going to go downstairs into the car and try to call the cops from the car. He realizes a little bit while he's finally gets down there that he can't do it without the car on. And he finally gets the car on, but a guy is shooting at him, goes through, and he runs over the guy. Thank God. Now, in the middle of that, they do get a hold of uh, William Petersburg and bring him up, the dad in the movie. They bring him up, and I'm going to prepare that part right now. Be careful, Stephen. Hands on the air, son. Sir, is there something wrong? Hands on the hood, real slow. Sir, I think there's some confusion. I just came back from visiting my girlfriend. Is that right? Stay where you are! Larry! Mr. Walker, you okay? We're all right. We're safe. You know these jokers? Are there any more of them? I think the others ran away. This is where they actually take control of the situation a little bit. They go in, they get the the the, the dad, and this is the second part though where they sort of insinuate that the wife slept with him. Uh, Mark Wahlberg in the movie, she sort of lets him in the door. Uh, here we go. Let's go ahead and play this. What? Steven, what's going on? Mrs. Walker, ma'am, we'd like you to see the situation from a different point of view. Oh, God! Laura, no! Yo, lady of the house, we're coming in. You just gotta decide whether he's coming with us. And fast. Say bye-bye. So Mark Wahlberg basically just looks at her and she opens the fucking door, which in my opinion could only insinuate that 
she kind of loves him too. Am I wrong there? No, it, it, honestly, I would say it's probably obsession on both their parts, except she's not, you know, like a psychopath. She's not like a killer killer, but he had got inside her head so much that it affected her better judgment. I think that's what they were trying to get across there. I think that's, I think that's fair. All right. Think, yeah. I'll, I'll go with that. Um, but again, we keep going a little bit in the movie. The, the little brother finally gets in the car, runs over the dude and you know, from here, there's a lot of fighting going on. That Logan dude beats the shit out of, out of Alyssa Milano. Um, but when Mark Wahlberg goes in there, the guy is trying to basically rape Reese Witherspoon and he doesn't even hesitate. He, the dude, he walks in there and he puts a bullet in his fucking head. Um, now he decides he's going to also kill the father. You know what? One more time. Another scene I wasn't going to play, but I guess I could go ahead and do it. Give me one second here. Let me get to the right spot that I want to fucking go from. Uh, and then we'll go ahead and do that. But here we go. Right now. Nope. A couple more seconds. Yeah, right now the little kid's going to get the keys and the mom does get out. Here we go. It's time to go, Nicole. First, I want you to do the right thing and say bye to Daddy. No! What? You want to go with me, don't you? Father, kiss goodbye. It's not easy to give away your daughter. David! No! Please! Nicole. I know this is hard. I'm sorry it has to be like this. But it does. It's not our fault. It's his. I tried so hard to be nice. To get him to accept me. Can't you see all he wants is for you to be his little girl forever? You don't want that, do you? From here, a huge fight ensues. And by the way, we mentioned the peace pipe because she does, Reese Witherspoon does end up stabbing Mark Wahlberg in the back with the peace pipe. Uh, William Peters, uh, Petersburg goes through and there's a huge fight. He does end up throwing Mark Wahlberg out and kills him. Um, and pretty much that's basically the end of the movie. Right? Yeah. 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 It is. And I don't know, man. I mean, this movie to me is, I'm surprised it doesn't get talked about more. 
You know what I mean? It's a really underrated movie. Uh, I guess you'd call it a cult classic. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's because it's an early Mark Wahlberg movie, and maybe he's just done so much since that he's just kind of flooded this one out of his uh, his wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean, Anthony? It was described as a, it was described as a sleeper, you know? Yeah. Because um, it, I don't think it got great reviews when it was released, but mm-hmm. then over time it started to uh, it started to kind of pick up a little more. Right. Yeah, I can see that. And, and, and you know, that's it, it it's it's not really for so many fucking movies, but this one here was definitely one of his better movies. Um he started doing some franchise movies after this, which yeah. you know, franchise movies are what they are. They I'm not gonna say they ruin a lot of people, but doesn't give many credit, you know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, man, this movie here, I, 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 I fucking love this movie. I would watch this. This is another one of those movies that, you know, if it's on, I'll fucking watch it. But, um, you know, not a lot of things really to go into in, you know, the, the, the did you know stuff. Uh, act, uh, Liv Tyler did turn down the role that Reese Witherspoon played. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would have been a much different movie if she played it. Would have it. been much different. Yeah, I could much. see her more in the uh, more in um, Alyssa Milano's part. Yeah. yeah, 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 I could see that, but that would have been a really small part for her. You know? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Uh, the roller coaster featured in this movie is actually called the coaster. It's one uh-huh. of the, and it's one of the biggest attractions at uh an amusement park called Playland, Vancouver, British Columbia. There you go. Yep. So that's why I knew some of this part was in uh in Canada. Like I said, I just I, I from watching the TV show I'm watching, it just it just kind of popped out at me. But there really isn't that many more um in an 1993 draft of this screenplay titled No Fear. Nicole's mother was actually seen just in flashbacks and she was already dead. But uh, they decided to go ahead and give her a, a whole part in this movie. Um, I don't know. Maybe the actress that played that part, Amy, was good and they just decided to go ahead and do it. But... Uh, you know, not much to say, not much more to say about this movie, except that, uh, like I said, man, it was really underrated in my opinion. And I don't know, you guys, uh, kind of final thoughts on the movie. We'll wrap it up after that. Uh, I'll be, go ahead, Bobby. It was tough to watch. It was tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can be tough for, it can be tough from different perspectives. Like, uh, you know, of course, now being a father of teenage girls, I don't have to explain why it's so tough. And especially since a lot of it hit so very close to home, you know, a lot of the situations, um, you know, a lot of the dialogue mm-hmm. is is a lot, a lot of it is shit that that like conversations that I've had, you know, um, with my daughter, my oldest daughter, who's the one that 
the one that was the rebellious one, you know. Right. So there, there was like it, it was a very tough movie to watch because of that. But um, like on the other side of that, with uh, with Mark Wahlberg's character being uh, like starting starting off as the nice guy and you know kind of shy and socially awkward, this movie kind of does a lot to damage nice guys. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like if, if somebody, it it, it kind of makes it look like you can't trust a guy who's nice because nice guys turn out to be David, you know, and right. that's not always the case. I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but it's just not always the case. Sometimes a nice person is just a nice person. We're not mm-hmm. all psychopaths and abusers in disguise. Yeah, you know what was always funny to me in this movie? Here's here's a little kind of I'm gonna tie something in that I don't know what's gonna, you know, come out of this, but in one part when the, the when the father finds out that his past isn't what it really is and he says, you know, this whole beaver cleaver past isn't what it really is. I always find that comment funny because uh Mark Wahlberg comes off as Eddie Haskell in front of the family. Yeah. Eddie Haskell was always, yes, sir. No, sir. How are you, sir? How is everything going in front of the family? And then, you know, in Leave it to Beaver, he was always trying to get the brother in trouble. Yeah. You know, he was always one way in front of the family, one way when he walked out of there. I I always found that little beaver cleaver the fact that they were kind of the, the, the I, I was just found it like you know they were sort of foreshadowing towards the whole you know and by the way mark Wahlberg, kind of the eddie haskell of the fucking movie yeah, yeah yeah and um and you know with that being said just uh with this being one of his earlier movies he got to give the guy credit for being able to play such a range, such a convincing range. Cause in the beginning when he played the socially awkward, even though he's, you know, an underwear model in real life, he was able to pull off that, you know, awkward, you know, shy mm-hmm. character. Like he, it was believable. And then as, as more started to come out and he became the psychopath, it was believable. So you got to give the guy credit for his ability. Yeah. And the only movie he had really done before this was Renaissance man. Yeah. Yeah. That was really the only real, you know, movie of notoriety he did was Renaissance Man before this. So, yeah, man, he definitely showed, I mean, in my opinion, he showed his acting chops way before people gave him credit for the actor he was. You know what I mean? And like I said, I think Boogie Nights is where people finally were like, all right, I think we can finally fucking, you know, get rid of that whole good vibrations and, you know, underwear, you know, thumb pulling the underwear down for the modeling pictures thing. But I really think Boogie Nights is where people decided to actually say, okay, you know what? This guy's a real fucking actor. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, that's obviously subjective. Anyone can think whatever movie it is from back then, but that's the movie I think people started taking him serious and 
he got a lot of fucking roles from that. And I mean, look at him now. He's producing things. He's directing things. He's, he's, he's the man behind, like, you know, like I said, that show Shooter has his name behind it. It, it, He's, he's really made a name for himself. And like I said, man, he fought hard. I really think that dude fought hard to get out of his, you know, brother's shadow of, you know, and, and like I said, at that new, new kids on the block was fading, but still had a, a notoriety at this time, you know, and Mark Wahlberg fought, fought really fucking hard to be the, uh, the famous Wahlberg. And I, I don't know, man. It's me. I, I think he did it. Definitely pulled it off. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you had something? Uh, honestly, movie holds up incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I feel like if it came out today, the, uh, B2 movement, they would rip the shit. I, I honestly don't even think it would make it out the, uh, discussion room. Well, I disagree. I have to disagree with that. You because think? I think, yeah, yeah, I really have to disagree because I think it, I think if anything, it kind of reinforces, it kind of reinforces, uh, the message because it's showing like, look, these problems are out here. These guys are out here, mm-hmm. you know? And you know what the scary thing is with the internet? These guys are even more out there and they have a, a, a platform to be nice you know what i mean and 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 it's it's these guys are out there man everywhere and there's more than you think that are like this we've all heard the stories of you know oh we 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 thought he was such a nice guy and then they got married and suddenly you know he was controlling he started doing this he started you know oh, oh we found out he hit her once you hear the stories all the time. You know what? What? You know what? It it actually it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. It really goes both ways because I mean, for for anybody, every well, if you if you meet when you meet somebody, you don't always give them your genuine self, especially if you're interested in them on the first couple of dates. It's that honeymoon phase. It's just still the interview phase. Guy <laughs> or girl. They're going to yeah. be the, they're going to, you know, be on their best behavior, but then they start to get a little comfortable and they start mm-hmm. to get, they, they, they start to go after some more of the things that they want and they stop being so friendly, you right. know, man or woman, it happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It can, it can, it can be either one, but, uh, I don't know. I, I agree with Anthony. This movie, I believe, still holds up today. And I agree with Bobby. I believe this movie could be still made today. Uh, the, I think the only line they would take out is the, you know, line where Mark Wahlberg calls the father a faggot. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. I think so too. I think they wouldn't, they wouldn't let that fly. No, that line would be changed, but this movie could still come out today. And I mean, they've made so many movies that are sort of, I mean, this, I mean, when you think about it, this movie was sort of a, I guess you could call it a spin-off type movie of, like a Fatal Attraction type movie. Fatal Attraction fatigues. Mm-hmm. So these, exactly. So these movies still exist today. They're just, you know, not as, you know, people don't want to see the, 
you know, the, 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 the torture to women anymore, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, and, and, I, and I'll say this, though. I really feel like the one thing I am happy about this movie with Mark Wahlberg, they, they, they basically broke that stereotype of uh, what a stalker, quote unquote, is supposed to look like. Because uh, I, I, people have like this image of a stalker. They're like the socially awkward dude that doesn't get the girl. He's kind of like, oh, he's a loner. You know, he's maybe out of shape or he's not like, you know, like I said, he's awkward in every sense of the word. This kind of shows you that a stalker can take on many shapes, forms, yeah. sizes, nothing better. Yeah, Absolutely they're right. not all big fat wrestling fans right. who <laughs> live with their mother and have never had sex. No, they're not. They're they all, you know, most of these stalkers look like Mark Wahlberg. They're 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 on steroids. Uh, yeah, but anyway, oh, anyway, definitely a fucking great movie. Check this one out. Um, if you haven't seen this movie. I hope we've uh, given you reasons to go check it out. And if you have seen this movie, I hope you uh, go check it out again. So, I don't know. Anything else, guys, or uh, wrap it up time? Wrap it up. All right. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. You guys can always check out me and Anthony. We're here every other week. I know we took a couple of fucking weeks off. That was one week Anthony was watching wrestling. One week... Last week, I wanted to watch that punk fight. I was disappointed, but leave me alone. Um, <laughs> so, but uh, Bobby, thanks for joining us, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, you can also check out me and Shaheen. That is uh, Tuesday nights now. We're on at uh, 10 o'clock p.m. Central Time, 11 p.m. Eastern Time. And uh, Bobby, tell them where they can check you out. All right, a couple of places. You can check me out every Monday on Saturday Morning Cartoons. That's Morning with a U. It's not my show, but I do have a segment on there it's every Wednesday. Check it out anywhere you can find podcasts. And me and my partner, my ace, Bobby Blades, we have a paranormal podcast. Well, it's pretty much paranormal, but we talk all things strange and unusual. It's the Inhuman Experience. Um, find us on Twitter, IEXP underscore podcast. Yeah, give it a listen. Also, pretty it's pretty much anywhere you can find podcasts. Now on iTunes. So yes. Check us out. Actually, I just found it on iTunes the other day. I'm going to start listening to that uh, Monday because I, uh, I got a bunch of deliveries to do. So I'm going to be in the van most of the day. So I'm going to have something to listen to on Monday. So I'll start checking that out, man. Cool. Appreciate it. And we do hope to have you on at some point, too. Oh, I'd love to, man. I would fucking love to. And uh, Anthony, always glad to have you on, man. Really. And uh, there you go. Oh, boss. Don't forget. Patreon.com slash THC Network. They can hear exclusive shit. Like THC Movie Review. Like myself and Bobby. But a hip-hop show and all kinds of random shit. Shot for shot. Patreon.com slash THC Network. Appreciate all the support from the uh, current donors, and we'd like to earn the uh, business of future donors. So check us out. $5 gets you access to up to eight exclusive shows a month that can't be heard anywhere else. So Patreon.com slash THC Network. There you go. Thank God Anthony's doing plugs because I suck at him. All right, y'all. Y'all take it easy. We'll see y'all in two weeks. Um... Yeah. July 7th, I believe. July 7th.
July 7th? Perfect. All right. That'll be good. All right. See y'all then. Take it easy. All right. Later, man. Oh, of course. Wait a minute. We have to do this. Packer ass, my good man. Oh, wrong one. God damn it. All right. I'll add it later. Don't worry about it. No, I'll add it later. Take it easy, guys. The 29th, by the way. Do 29th.